Welcome to Fanboy Modeling School, the only podcast that has the decency to take a piss in your soda right before you drink it. I am your host, the Fat Mantis, and I am here with my buddy, Steve. Steven, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. You know, I was reflecting on the other day that you referred to me as a sobering good time, and that's what I do. I like to go around bars and just sober people up and regale them. Just regale them with stories of yesteryear. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That That's your whole thing. Like Somebody's just like, I had a rough day, and I had a rough day on the train. And you're like, you want to hear a rough day train story. <laughs> so then at the end, everyone's like on the edge of their seat, but they're like tearing. And then uh, some kid is scared because he's like, he's one of those safe space kids. And he's like, does that really happen to people? You know, so- All the time on the B train, Timmy. You don't even know. Remember when the B train was like the scumbag train? Like, there's no doubts about it. Like, the B and the 6. Those were two trains where I was like, man, if anything scummy is going to happen, and maybe the 2 train, it's going to be on these trains. No, you're, absol- you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, oh, the the B and the 6. Um, uh, the C, too. The C. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's funny that the trains have a version of them that's the classy one, and then they have, there's the ghetto-ass one, right? Oh, so yeah. Like, the A train is the fancy. It's the fancier version of the blue line. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then you get on the C, and it's just a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> not new, and they're running down and all, all these things. It's a homeless person um, driving a so, train. <laughs> right. Somehow they're super local. They go, like, half a block, and somehow there's an extra stop there, and you're like, when, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, B... Um, the, one of the problems, I know graffiti's all crazy back, but, uh, you know, I, I had a friend who was living out, it was actually Evan, who was living on the J, J and Z line. Mm-hmm. And I never went to that part of Brooklyn. And when I started going out there, there's a couple of years back, I realized that, that those, they were still using trains from the eighties. Yeah. Like there was old school graffiti on every inch of that train and they didn't even bother scrubbing it. I think it's Utica Avenue. I want to say it's one of those weird train stations where it really almost looks like a throwback to new old school New York. Right, <laughs> but, right, right. Um, I'm going to throw out some more other scumbag trains. So the J, the M, scumbags. Uh, yes, total, total the scumbags. The 7 train has never once ever gone anywhere I've needed it to go. The one day I needed it to go to a stop that I've seen it go to, obviously that was the day when it was going express. <laughs> and this is stopping. Yo, and I had that look on my only- face. <laughs> Not only is it for Queens people, and I don't want to get into Queens people. The undesirables. It, it also does this thing. Yo, Queens is the only place, the only borough where the Asians are scarier than the blacks. <laughs> have, you, have you ever walked through the streets of Queens at night? I have, dude, multiple I times. Was once, I was visiting an ex back in the day. I was um, your you first mistake. At the time. I, and I, you know, I was walking through it and I decided, you know, I like to do these long walks. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need no train. I'll walk <laughs> it. And I was like, it's just two miles. And yo, I was literally scared of the Asians because they're like walking around like gang members. And I was like, what is going on here, man? You know what? This reminds me of my bachelor party. But I, it, it, I felt like I was taking crazy pills that night. One almost got well, into we a fight. We went to go see a Riddick movie. Yeah, we went to go see a Riddick movie. That's the way to start it off. <laughs> almost got into a fight with the bouncer at the place we stopped at to go see my wife. <laughs> Still a very legendary story. Remember we stopped at that second spot, and I was just like, nah, oh, you were probably already too drunk by then. It was a whole ver- I had a whole verbal altercation with the bouncer inside. And I'm just like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I do tend to mix up your multiple verbal altercations with bouncers. So I'm getting mixed up, but I kind of remember. 
finally made our way to Brooklyn after hanging out at the spot that uh, Mario suggested. You, my sister, Mario, and I believe Suli and Evan, uh, you guys were all so drunk and in such a happy place that you didn't even realize that the guys that were arguing in White Castle pulled guns out on each other. And I'm just standing there like, what the fuck is happening right now? And you guys were so drunk. You, my little sister stole. Remember she bread. stole? Yeah, bread. 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 Yo, oh, I, yo that, that's a memory I remember. Because, you know, I'm about to put someone on blast. You know what? I won't say their name. But a, a party, a member of our group, she did it. And we were like, oh, she's so badass. And a member of our group was like kind of a pansy. And he was like, you can't do that. And we walked away. And he continued to fear that the cops were going to get us because she took bread off that truck. Was that me? It was... No, no, no. It was it was another person. Wait, I'm another I remember, person who does. I remember. I thought I I was giving you guys like hell. You sure that wasn't me? I remember you giving us hell because we were littering and acting fools. We were throwing bread around. And we were <laughs> bottles all over the place. I remember you were pissed at that. Yeah. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. This person was so scared we were going to get busted. They, they, you know, they were just they were cowardly. It was just cute. Um, but you know, that's what bachelor parties are for. Do I just re- I just remember at one point you said to by me. By the way, audience, that, it, that was um the bread we're talking about. We were walking by and like it was so early in the morning. We were drinking all night. And that it was one of the hot. It was a hot bread truck. Like they just had baked it, and they were loading it up. It was a freaking like bread factory. It was yeah. a bread factory. It was the freshest <laughs> bread I've ever seen in my life. And we were all we all were yearning for it. But Lee, his sister, was the only whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa! Names, names, names. Oh, <laughs> They're on their way, Lee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She reached right over, just took it. She took what was hers. Yeah, like, I, I was like, she's so badass. <laughs> sorry, you were dude. Th- that night was so. That night was so crazy, man. Because I remember after, feel, I felt really bad that uh, we went to go see Riddick. Everyone's doing it, obviously, because it's my bachelor party. And I'm like, I want to go see Riddick. This is going to be a return to fucking. And I was sitting there like, it was fun. It was fun. It was. It was fun it, it, we laughed. Somebody dropped a beer bottle in the movie theater. I can't remember which one of you guys did that. I but it was I like probably Sully. <laughs> yeah. I like to give my wife a little bit of hell about because this is the rest of the story. So uh we showed up to the spot. I'm not gonna go too deep into detail because I don't want her to forsake me, but I like to give her hell about this. All I'm gonna say is I had become that guy where I'm like, nah dog, that's my lady right there. And I remember the bouncer put his hand on me and, and I looked over at Mario and Mario was just like, What the so like i'm arguing with these guys but i look back at you suli evan and lee you guys were so drunk and so happy i was just like god damn some things never change here i am yet again angry <laughs> like but now i'm bone sober ruined the mood man ruined oh and you know what i'm sorry you went through that no, I had, I a, had gra- a great I had, time. I had a great time. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Shout out to uh, Press. Uh, he was Mario's homeboy that was there. He was actually pretty funny. I remember it. him too. <laughs> he was actually pretty funny because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he was the one like, oh, shit, you're going to let him touch you like that? And once your boy does that, it's like you look at the other person, you're like, well, you know, now I have to react. I was going to let this go before. But he said something, and now it's on, dude. Have you ever had one of those moments before where you're like, I'm going to let it go, and then someone says something, you're like, I, well, honor's on the oh, line. Not only have, has that happened to me, but it has happened with bouncers as well. <laughs> where the bouncer does something stupid, and I'm like, I'm going to drop it. And then someone's like, you going to let that go, boy? <laughs> you bitch! And I'm like, uh-oh. 
<laughs> Dude, I remember we went up to your college in New Paltz, and I was so wrecked. This night, I wasn't even trying to fight the bouncer, dude. I was just trying to sit down in the chair. <laughs> and he came over. He's like, you got to get up. And I'm like, yeah, 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 son. You get. And next thing I know, you guys are grabbing him. I'm like, no, no, I don't want any trouble. I was trying to give him this chair back. <laughs> he sat in the bouncer's chair. <laughs> but, you know, before, I, you know, I don't want anyone to think that this podcast is just about drinking stories between me and you. <laughs> so let's get into stories about being angry because I am angry. <laughs> What are you angry about? Bro? I am super angry right now. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you've you've heard, but uh, you know, there you know, there's you know, there's the Disney streaming shows, particularly for Marvel, uh-huh. and a, there have been some set leaks for Miss Marvel. Yes. Right. And so I was on the internet going back and forth with people, and we're talking about it, right. and somebody had the nerve, and I understand why they said it, but I have to fight against it. They said, "Well, why are you complaining, Roy? You know, you're going to go anyway. Everyone's going to see it." Interesting. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that really ticks me off. I do not want Marvel or any company thinking they can give me any piece of crap and I'm just going to give them money and accept it and, and just take it. Wait. They are obligated to produce something of quality. Basically, here's what I'm saying. If uh-huh. Feige's going to bang me, he's going to buy me a drink and dinner and conversate me first. Do you understand that? Too high maintenance. Too high maintenance for I, Feige. I will not just watch anything Marvel, period. Look, so wait, wait, wait. Because we're making a lot. We're drawing a lot of conclusions from this, right? So the set photos, they always look bad. Show me one set photo where you're like, man, that guy really looks like Batman. Like, it always, <laughs> it always looks bad. No, you're abs- you're absolutely right. So, like as as you know, as as you know, d- doing these things, and I learned this while doing a, a YouTube channel, is that things look different on camera. But yeah. So basically, there could be seven cameras on a person, and every one of them will look like a different photo. Yeah, absolutely. But not only that, they do post production things. Like they sometimes do uh, CGI stuff. You know, they change the things, but yeah. they'll do things like color correct or yeah. change the lighting, the exposures, whatever it is. And so often, you're right. You look at Batman, you're like, you're this guy's a joke. He's a pussy. I could take him in a street fight. But then you see the movie and you're like, I wouldn't walk near that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a monster, right? Especially if it's Batman from Batman versus Superman. That was clearly an angrier, not so gentle Batman. Oh, my God. I mean, that was the greatest Batman scene <laughs> sequence when he comes out, right? And, uh, in the warehouse. He's yeah. Just, oh. but, was... yeah I mean, like, but, like, yo, this girl, Miss Marvel, like, it looks to me at least. Not only does the costume, and people are arguing whether it's a Halloween costume or not, and I understand uh-huh. that, but in general, the the problem that I'm having with it is that it looks like it's Babysitter's Club. It looks like they're selling us, this is, you know, like a Disney Channel uh-huh. mixed with the MCU. See, okay, I now you know what? I get what you're saying, right? I'm sorry, I keep looking at my old monitor, but the camera's over here. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying about uh about the set. Because I'm looking at some of the photos now, and it, yeah, it looks pretty campy, looks pretty corny. But these are unfinished, unrendered shots, and it's out of context. It could very well. I had heard something about a possible Halloween shot or something in this movie, so it could very well be that. So I'm gonna call bullshit on this one, and I'm gonna go on a bit of a diatribe. This is directed That's at you. That's what we're here for. This is directed at you, Roy, and all the other angry fanboys out there, right? Okay. So, <laughs> the problem that is... That is a correct, that is a correct <laughs> description, by the way. I, I am one of the many angry fanboys. So see, what, see, what, see what's happening right now is it's called want them to lose factor, right? It's you want them to lose 
because they've been winning for so long. Even when they shouldn't have been winning, they still won, ultimately, right? You know, it's like after Dark World, after Ugh. character Captain America 1, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2, and 3. Yo, I would like to point out that, like, in the Phase 2... There, there's only one good, good movie, and it's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. <laughs> Winter Soldier absolutely. Like, Thor, 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 Dark World, and Iron Man Three are back to back. So you would think at that point that franchise would just topple right. into the ocean, but it didn't. It no. just kept thriving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you want, you want them to lose. That's, that's the thing, and, and rightfully so. They've released. Some... Okay, you got me. I want them to lose. <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so. It's like they've released some cans, but the problem is like. The MCU is a well-oiled machine, and that's not to say that they won't lose, but it almost seems like they have a real businessman running this thing because they've taken real advantage of the whole COVID situation. Who would have thought that a huge setback, not knowing when Black Widow was going to be released, not knowing when they were going to be able to return to production on a lot of these shows, would have turned out to be their hugest benefit? We straight skipped over the one thing that Scorsese and the rest of those bums were talking about, which was superhero fatigue. And now we're back in superhero want, right? Every, right, right. Everyone's in yeah. a frenzy, unless you're, you know, uh, unless you're a DCU this, fan. And I'm going to be uh, evidence of this, and I'm not trying to hate on them because I actually love them, both in the comics and the thing. But, like, WandaVision has the most amount of views of a trailer ever of anything, ever, yeah. more than Endgame. Mm-hmm. And so what it is is, like, I'm not saying that, they shouldn't have success. They are. They're great actors and stuff like that. But let's face it. A show about Ovision and and Scarlet Witch, you wouldn't imagine, would be the most popular. But people will kill their firstborn to see it. Yeah. Because no. they, they, they miss superheroes. They're like, I need just taste, man. Well, let's look at a Mala, let's look, let's look at Kamala Khan, right? Let's look at her as a character. Her introduction to the Marvel, uh, Marvel Universe proper. Her story has waxed and waned. Popularity, right? You know, it's been really popular, you know, very popular with some people, and then less popular because it became popular to shit on things like that, right? You know, now there's a budding movement where no one wants anything that even resembles anything woke or has, you know, what they... SJW or something. SJW. And, you know, those people are psychopaths. On Yeah, we've talked about this before. There's the far left, there's the far right, and then there's where me, Roy, sit in the middle fighting you know groups of watching psychopaths. these lunatics do <laughs> but i mean i think this is going to be another hit for them and all you got to remember in my mind and this was reported on by a few other youtubers youtuber x being included um that kamala khan was potentially going to be their answer for spider-man being ripped from the mcu they wanted right. to keep a younger character in play what does that have to do with the awful set so- videos i'll tell you this much it doesn't have anything to do. They're just they're set they're set videos, man. We gotta stop scouring right. the internet. <laughs> looking Yo, <laughs> I will say I will say that your whole thing your your whole thing about like the, what you were talking about uh, people reporting that she could be the next Spider Man or whatever it yeah. makes sense because I'm yeah. gonna be straight up. One of the reasons I critique her comic so much or the early days of her comic yeah. is that it was literally they just took old yeah. Stan Lee uh, Spider Man stories and just repainted them as hers. Yeah. Like, she was going through all the same thing, things early Peter Parker was, and they're like, let's retell the story, but it'll be a, a Muslim female. Yeah. But it was all the same. It was basically shot. And I was like, well, they're ripping it off. However, that would work. Yeah. If they made her the teenager who's, you know, the new the newbie novice to MCU. I feel that. I feel yeah, that. and the thing about it is, 
I think sometimes we all get caught up in the microcosm, which is YouTube and which is like our little tribes and stuff like that. This SJW versus canon purity conversation that we have, this doesn't mean shit to the average moviegoer or average TV watcher. They are right. not. They aren't checking for that. So when they see set photos of Kamala Khan, and it's like, oh, that looks a little campy. I'm sure they'll fix it up towards the end, and they're still going to consume the product. But at least they're in the right state of mind to consume it. Psychopaths like you and I, we're sitting around like, well, is this going to be the end of the show? Does Kevin Feige finally commit suicide after this? And he's like, no. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> This was the one, but I loved you, Scarjo. Let, let me acknowledge, let me acknowledge first and foremost: if anything is gonna bomb, it's gonna be Captain Marvel two, and it's gonna be this show, right? And Wandavision, really. Well, I I got a different theory though. Go for it. I think there's I think the 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 weakest link here is Eternals. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I nobody, forgot about those people. <laughs> nobody, even fanboys, know who the hell they are. Like, I know who they are, but I had to look them up. And I've been reading their wiki things, but, like, they don't even guest appear in any major story. Who the hell are these guys? You look at set photos of them. Not set photos, but, like, the promotional art. They look like idiots in pajamas. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? They're like, don't worry, we're going to have the Avenger, the Black Knight. The Black Knight is, at best, a West Coast Avenger. <laughs> why do you think that would bring me to a... Th why would I pay 20 bucks to see the Black Knight? You're going anything? to see it. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you going, know, like... you're going to see it because by the time they get through with the ad campaign, you're, you're sucked in. That's one thing they do extremely well. And that, and because you know... It's a part of the continuity. It's not like the UFC. There's a fight coming on this weekend. I'm not paying for it. I've already resigned myself more in the fact I rarely ever miss pay-per-view cards for the UFC. I usually support them through and through. You know, I do when the card comes in the middle of the day. The other day, they had one at like 2 in the p.m. Oh, yeah, that was Khabib versus... On... <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like only because I heard that name, someone's like, you're not watching Khabib. I was like, oh, my God. But normally, like, I, I'm in the middle of doing something. Why do they do have them at 2 in the well, that, afternoon? That, that, I, that one was just for the Russian fans. I am 100% not buying this card, and I can miss that one, right? Because I can catch a recap. I'll find out who wins, and I'll find out how it shakes up their individual divisions, you know, right? But when Marvel... Now they got us, right? It's all a part of the story. So I could rewatch it later, but then that means I can't hear anything about it up until then because I don't want to hear any spoilers. So I have to consume the media when the media is presented to me. How However, Right, right, right. I will say this. So Captain Marvel, they shot themselves in the foot with Captain Marvel, right? So what they did is people were really hating on it. They're like, it's SJW, yeah. women, this, women. You know, I don't like women. <laughs> they got jobs. All these, who, all these guys who claim they're not incels and misogynists, but they're clearly incels so and misogynists. Uh, and so they're like, you know, I don't. And But then Kevin Feige's like, but it, it's a prequel, but it goes right before Endgame. You got, and basically he didn't say this, but he implied that you have to see it to understand Endgame. And everyone and their mother went and broke a billion dollars, right? But you know what? You did not need to see it to know anything about Endgame. They, no. they basically cheated to get people in the thing. So now I know it's making me feel like I can skip an episode of like a franchise I don't like. But can like, you? I... <laughs> like, here's what I'm saying. I'm gonna let my friends like feel it out first. Like it's like you're you're like you're like in a temple. But of, like, a temple of can Disney. you? <laughs> 
<laughs> you're in the temple of doom the you know the the traps are set and i'm gonna let my friends go first and if it's safe then i'll follow but if you guys go and you're like it was amazing then i'll go you know you're still not gonna believe it and then you'll be looking for every reason for it not to be amazing I say Eternals, uh, who knows if it's actually going to come out in the theaters, though, right? Because we're going to get into another topic here pretty soon. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I have a lot to say about that one, so I'm going to dive away from that. For this specifically, Kamala Khan, the writing's on the wall. But, so they, they had her as basically the center character. I don't want to say main character because there's a difference in comic books. She right, was in A-Day, right? Yeah, she was like the center character in A-Day. She basically... Which, by the way, a lot of people were bitching about. A lot of people were bitching about A-Day. The campaign is amazingly fun. Like, it really is because they really did take... Uh, uh, what's this big-headed fellow's name from AIM? Uh, Modoc. And they made him, like, a villain. I was like, oh, well, that was really cool how you did that. Before, I had no thoughts about this guy. I, I would actively avoid him in comics. Like, nope. Yo. <laughs> his name being an acronym for a uh, mental organism designed only for killing. <laughs> <laughs> That's that good cocaine they were sniffing back there. Oh, oh, oh. He put the word only in an acronym. Okay, great. Good good work, Stanley. But they, they, they make Kamala Khan a good hero's journey binding character where she reunites the team. And it's different than what we see in the MCU. It's different but the same. You know, and it touches on other things. But, uh, yeah, the online play, all the continual content is gone. It looks – no, it looks really good. It looks really good. You no, know, the game is dying. 90%, 96% of the player base is gone. I don't know where they went. They got Thanos snap, but they just stopped playing the game. No one wants – it wasn't meant to be an online game. But come on. Is it – it's for PS4? Yes, for PS4. PS4, PC, okay. and Xbox. But Kamala Khan worked really well in that situation because of who she is. They used her exactly the same way. They used Peter. In the, in the MCU, and it worked perfectly. I think that you're going to be tuning into the show, and here's I know you're going to be tuning in, because what else are you going to report on? What, are you going to go watch some DC bullshit Flash? You know I'll do it. You know I'll do it. <laughs> some Flash Arrowverse <laughs> universe shit. I told you how I that shit was going to pan out, and it went down exactly the way I told you. <laughs> Yo, the first couple of seasons of both Arrow and the Flash were amazing. I stand by them. <laughs> I stand by them too. The same way I stand by my cousin going to prison. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, 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 I, anyway, what I'm, I'm saying is, you're right. When it when it premieres, I, well, I have a feeling there'll be a lot of things to make videos about. However, will it be <laughs> as popular as this? Because you know, you realize people will hate watch it. Oh yeah, the biggest misogynist in the world will be like, I hate this. This is SJW, and they will watch every episode. Here's a crazy thing, man. There is one guy, right? There's one guy, I don't, I'm, I try my best not to mention his channel, but he has literally made a career out of being that guy where it's like, this is more leftist liberal nonsense. And look, they're bringing identity politics into comic books and stuff. I'm thinking about two, two neckbeards right now. Yeah, two, two neckbeards. There's two neckbeards on my mind. You're probably talking about the same guy as me. But here's the problem, right? With source material stuff, I'm really interested to see how this idiot and another idiot are going to respond to the Winter, not the Winter Soldier, uh, U.S. Agent and the uh, Falcon and uh, and Winter Soldier. Oh, the Winter Soldier, yeah. Because this is on the books, all right. So, but long before anyone knew what a social justice warrior was, the U.S. Agent was a crazed. <laughs> he was a crazed. Well, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> separatist. Oh, hold on, hold on. 
Go, 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 go. I want, I want to point out that he is Flag Smasher in the Ultimate Marvel universe. Yeah. He's just some a-hole in the regular uh, No, universe. no, no. You're you're wrong there. In the regular Marvel universe, he, le- he led and inspired a militia group. They didn't run under MAGA, but boy, if you go back and read some of these 80s comics... You'd be surprised how similar. Wait, they're... is he Flag Smasher in the Sex One Sex? No, he's just U.S. agent, but he 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 basically inspires a, like. Oh, a... he inspires a bunch of. Okay. And because he's a separatist himself, I'll send you the video. I, I don't want to give any bigger YouTube. Because you know how the Ultimate Universe, what they do is like to make the streamline the story. They take no, this no. Flag Smasher, who's like trust... a white supremacist, and him, and, and make them the same character. No, no, trust me. This is a. Uh... And when you see it, this is U.S. agent. And you're like, I'm, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. But I'm excited to see this. This so, is going to be a great show. Uh, but the crazy thing about it is, like, those people that are just looking for SJW shit to bash on, slow hanging fruit, man. Some stories, you know, benefit from having a minority character just because that character was written in and he happened to be a minority. Bishop's story arc in the beginning was amazing. Uh, I think Kamala Khan was actually a good addition to Marvel. Now, when you start getting into stuff like safe space and blackwashing characters and history to suit your need, then that's when you you've gone too far in my book. But I'm okay with Kamala Khan. And I'm okay if this I'm okay if this show sucks too because it's on Disney Plus. I know what it is. You know what it is. It's right. a feeler. They're like if they ever take Spider Man away, boom. <laughs> like four. So you're forgetting the ultimate evidence is why I'm probably going to watch and possibly enjoy this show. I know why you're going to watch. You're going to talk. You're talking to a man who watched Degrassi, the next generation. I didn't want to bring it up. longer than he should have. I didn't want to bring it up. Into my manhood, I continued to watch. You know that thing? That's like 30 seasons. I have called the cops on all of you guys multiple times. (laughs) I was like, officer. It's very strange. <laughs> it's it's true. I can't. I, you know. You know. I can't really judge when people. You know. A lot of people are like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Degrassi." And they're like, "You're 25." And I'm like, "So?" And they're like, "Those kids are 14." So, you're like, Drake is in there. I gotta find it. I'm looking at the actually. US- I don't know if you know this, what? but Drake is in- inadvertently responsible for me wanting to. Well, I've always been a writer, but um, want to write for television and movies. I didn't know that. I mean, the script writing. Yeah. So um, it was the first episode of Degrassi I'd ever seen, and it was it was a Drake episode. You know, so there, yeah, there's a Drake. So basically, the it's character centric. Degrassi. You guys are, by the way, viewers and listeners, you're gonna have to deal with me talking about Degrassi because it's one of my great passions. <laughs> so basically, it's it's this really well done story called Back in Black, right? So what it is is that um, uh, Jimmy, this is before he's in the wheelchair. That's Drake. Um, you know, he's a sports athlete dude. He's really cool or whatever. And he broke up with the cheerleader Ashley, right? And they haven't been around for a while. And she's become since depressed, and she's become a goth. <laughs> and so the storyline is that they start getting back together. <laughs> and so I'm watching. The, the reason why I got into Grassy is like I was house sitting for my friend and like. He, he had, like, in, international cable. I was watching Canadian stuff or whatever. Um, so anyway, I'm watching this. It's really this beautiful, poignant story of how he wants her to change back into being a cheerleader. But she's become a goth, and it's, like, part of her. And she doesn't want – she doesn't like cheerleader Ashley. She likes goth Ashley. Are you feeling me? <laughs> I'm following you. And so at the end of it, I was so moved. I was like, 
I need to I need to write television. <laughs> I need to try to reach the stellar uh, level of writing because this is this is, you don't see this stuff in America. This is like a, next this is next level stuff. Uh Degrassi was a horrible show when the original came out. <laughs> Re- Wait, if you mean the original from the 80s, I mean, I, I didn't watch that. That's before my It's time, horrible. But... And then the remake with Drake and the, the rest action. of those uh, yeah, yeah. those one-cell organisms, it's also brilliant. horrible. It's, brilliant. it's, brilliant. it's also you're, horrible. You're just a heartless animal who, who doesn't have joy in your life. Speaking of not having joy in my life, uh, okay. I'll talk to you about a thing that I don't know if it brings me joy, but it's interesting, and I've been waiting to talk to you about it. Let me start by saying... I've said some horrible things about Disney Plus in defense of this thing that we're about to talk about. I've said that HBO Max has more content, which is true. It's I've, true. It actually has more and, and more wider range. A wider range of content. It has more originals for sure. I, I haven't done the math on that, but I'm willing to bet Roy's life on it that HBO Max has more originals and has more promise for more originals coming in the in the. the the close future and the, the not so far future, but here we are. The numbers aren't great <laughs> for HBO Max. <laughs> the numbers are. Oh my god, it's a dark, dark day. <laughs> this do is anything what, right now. This is what I'm saying. Day. You want them to lose so you want the Mouse House to lose so bad that they just keep winning, and we just keep helping them win. I don't want them to lose. I'm bought in. I'm a full scale acolyte, but we're talking about. The failed experiment, which is Warner Brothers, HBO Max here. So it's not failed. <laughs> it's just failing. There's a difference. So in a ditch, uh, last ditch, no, I won't say last ditch effort, but in an effort to garner more views, they've decided boldly and respectively to release uh, Wonder Woman on HBO Max. So how's this going to work? It's actually going to come out in the theaters as the same time premiering the same day that's going to come out on HBO Max. There is no additional add-on fee for uh, HBO Max subscribers. So you just have to sub, which is $14.99. What a because weird... they need subs. They're, they're <laughs> the they're like, there's like three subscribers, and two of them are you and me. Yeah. Uh, so. And someone is using my subscription, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I rent mine out. So, like uh, so basically, if the world hasn't completely evaporated and we haven't turned to cannibals, <laughs> like you will be able to go see Wonder Woman 1984 in the theaters. Select places like Connecticut, Tennessee, Kentucky, where they don't believe in COVID, and uh, <laughs> you'll be able to go to check this out live. But if not, you'll be able to watch it on HBO Max. So here's the catcher. How are they going to make money on this? So, then not make money. How are they going to garner subscribers? It's only going to be on HBO Max for 30 days. And then it's going to be pulled. So it's going to be in there just under your typical successful box office hit movie in theaters. 30 days and under. And then they're going to pull it. And then it's going to go straight to VOD and all that stuff. So, how does that garner the business? It's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. Warner Brothers, no one knows what they're doing at Warner Brothers. So, here's the they pitch. They have a drunk baby running Warner Brothers. <laughs> I could go on a list of the <laughs> That's him. That's him. They're, they're, they call him the dictator, the, the, you know, the fearer or whatever. They, they do not know what they're doing. I could go on a list and list of horrible mistakes 
Warner Brothers has done, and this yeah. is just another one. I think this, I think Swamp Thing was sense. their. I think Swamp Thing was the biggest mistake AT and T slash Warner Brother has ever made. But okay, that's so another one, man. That's another one. So l- l- let me just get this out because it leads me into some stuff, right? Because I see what they're trying to do here, right? So fourteen, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine for HBO Max. It's going to be pulled in thirty days. What they're banking on is the fact that people are going to join and keep their subscriptions after they get it with the old. Uh, you know, hook and line, basically, like, there's more stuff yeah, on here. This is the idea of, this is how all of the streaming services work. They have one thing you want, and you're yeah. like, why don't I sign up just to see that? I just have to pay for one month, and they hope that you fall in love with all the other content. Which a lot of people might. The problem I is, mean, they, so, I, I gotta give, first of all, I just don't want to be a dick about this, man. I gotta give Warner Brothers respect for doing this, because not only, actually, it was Universal that stepped off the uh, the reservation first with this. Sorry, Plantation, Reservation, whichever is less offensive of the <laughs> of the two words is the one I want to use. But Universal stepped off and said, hey, we're just going to release Trolls 2 straight to right. VOD. Right. And it, they had balls. They had bra- balls. Bra- brass balls. They went against the mob, basically. And it, it killed it. So much so that AMC was like, right. we're not going to play any more of your movies. And right. they're like. Mafia style. Universal's like. done. A lot of people, you realize Universal, Fast and Furious yeah. is a Universal movie. So what? They're not going to play a Fast and Furious movie? Wait, but out? there were so many Universal movies slated to come out. There was uh, Fast and Furious, Candyman, uh, the remake. Candy not the remake. Candyman. Hey, 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 take it easy. Uh, there was uh, a few other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few other universal movies that were queued up nothing ever got released so i they kind of stuck to the word but with this situation i think that this might actually help hbo max man i think people are going to show if people are going to show up to see wonder woman i was not the biggest fan of the first movie i thought it was good i just wasn't as moved but i know some things aren't for everyone i think this one's going to be a little bit more tailored to the entire audience experience yeah I can't wait for this. It's going to be, it, I, th- I think it's going to be good. The problem oh, is, yeah. it's a DC movie, so which means oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> You're biased. Yo, uh, before we get into that, I, I want to tell you why it's it's going to be good for HBO Max. Right. And it's going to be bad for Patty Jenkins. And it's going to be bad. It's going to, you know, the director of the, yeah. of the film. Um, and it's 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 definitely not going to make money in theaters. That's for sure. No. So when it comes down to it, the first thing that is illogical is this first time this ever really happened, other than Bill and Ted, and they also didn't make money. Uh, Bill and Ted three is like if someone has a choice between doing it streaming or going to the theater, especially during the pandemic, which one do you think they're going to choose? They're going to choose the streaming. It's basically forcing people to sign up for HBO Max. And if you, I don't know if you noticed, today they feel they finished the the contract to get it on Roku. And over the next month, they have all these deals to get it internationally. So basically, they're basically putting a gun. They're like, do you want to risk death or do you want to watch Wonder Woman on Christmas Day? (laughs) Obvious, right? right? Obviously death. (laughs) So here's the thing. These high-paid directors, another thing that they do very often is they have back-end deals, which means after a certain amount of money in the box office, if it's doing well, they get a cut. Yeah. And that's what what screwed what's-his-face, who did uh, Tenet. Yeah, uh, Christopher yeah, yeah, yeah. Nolan. He, the reason why he wanted it in theater so bad, he wanted them to come back. He needed to believe because he wanted his payday. <laughs> He's already getting the top dollar, but he wanted his bonus. And she's probably one of these people too. I don't know what her contract looks like, and she's not getting her bonus, and she's probably freaking pissed. <laughs> 
because <laughs> she was fighting for it to stay in theaters. She was like, we got to get it in theaters. It's got to be in theaters because she doesn't get a bonus off of any of this HBO stuff. Wait, did Patty HBO Jenkins, di- did she direct the first one? Yeah. Yeah. See, here we go. All right, go ahead. I, I, I'll, I'll bring, see, I'm going to sound like one of the shills from the right in a second here, but go ahead. Go ahead. But actually, in, in, in and I'm going to tell you what's up. So she believes that the darker, the darker first one that she did, she was kind of forced to because of Zack Snyder's interpretation of Wonder Woman. Right. And so she was like, and she believes this is more Wonder Woman. And I believe I'm, I'm with her. It's more colorful. It's the eighties. There's more action. She's, you know, she's not using a sword cutting people down, which really perturbed me during the first Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, I think this looks like more real Wonder Woman. Right, right, right. Wonder Woman should be punching people out. She should not be, you know, there was a scene in the first one that really took me out of the movie where there's a surrendering Nazi officer. Who, it's true. She thinks he's Ares. She doesn't have proof. She thinks he is Ares and he's lying on the ground and she just stabs him in the heart with her blade. And I'm like, oh, wait, what well, the now, hell did just I just let's, In context, that man also threw some chemical stuff into a room full of people he's and killed. Evil, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's the he's a, a terrible evil, but what I'm saying is she's Wonder Woman. She's supposed to be above that. <laughs> They're supposed okay, to arrest their criminals, not right, them right, 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 right. Nowadays, we live in the world where Iron Man is murdering people left and right. Wait, like, did, have you seen who did Iron Man movies? Who did Iron Man kill? Well, he's killed a couple of people, but like for instance, in Iron Man three, when he's in the plane and he's fighting the new Iron Patriot, the guy who stole the armor. Yeah, yeah. After he defeats him, he has him surrendering, and the guy's like defeated, and he has his hands on his chest, and he just fires through him like a freaking psychopath. He tried to kill Happy. (laughs) I understand that (laughs) all villains are gonna try to kill people. The heroes have to be good people and not succumb to what does this have to do what rage? does this have to do with warner brothers last dish attempt not to be bought out by marvel go ahead <laughs> basically the idea is that everyone knows the future is streaming we know it's it's streaming yeah. why haven't they figured it out? trust me i love theaters i love, I love theaters, theaters. Yeah. i love you know i went to tenant and new mutants i went to tenant twice in the theaters during this during the pandemic um but um you know they're in hbo max for some reason in an age where you think people would sign up for streaming they just had one too many streaming things, and they're like, no one's signing up for it. But it has such good shows. It's such a good streaming. You, like, yeah. audience, too much HBO gal. Please, <laughs> yeah, get, get on it. <laughs> so they're like, put the big blockbuster on it. We'll at least get hits from that. Um, but, you know, Patty Jenkins, all these directors, these artists, they want it to be a, a theater experience. You go to the big screen and you experience. So it's kind of like killing that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's screwing her over. I feel bad for Patty Jenkins. Christmas Day, like she's gonna be drinking herself to sleep by 3 p.m. <laughs> yo, if you saw her tweet about it, she sounded like she was eating part of my friend's shit. She like, yo, know, she says, "There's sometimes we have to give our joy and love." And I understand people don't have a lot of money to or, or do want to risk things to go to the theater. So you, if you want to go to the theater, you can, but also it will be on HBO Max. Thank you. And like, it just totally seemed like she was not into it. Like she, like Warner Brothers was holding a gun to her head. They're like, say you're into it. <laughs> here's <laughs> the, here's the thing about that, and she should, you know, she should suck it up because she got a rather, I, I won't say rather large, but she got a payday regardless of the. I don't know if the internet's right, but you know how you can look up people's worth. She's supposedly yeah. worth thirty million dollars, so I don't know. Yeah, she's not poor. She's doing alright. She's doing alright for herself. So Here's the, th- the crazy thing about this, right? So it's being released 
on HBO Max and theater. So obviously some people are going to go for the theater experience. I don't think it's going to be very many. But I do think their subscriber count is going to go up. The real question is, if it does go up, what are they going to do to keep them? So now they have to keep them until the Snyder Cut comes out, right? I think, and I agree with Roy, man. If you're one of our listeners, go watch shows Raised by Wolves. Go watch Old oh, Sopranos. Raised by Wolves, my man. Yeah. Go, go watch all these shows that you didn't know were licensed through Warner Brothers. And I believe that's why they're all on HBO. And the fact of the matter is, pretty soon, some of this content, the way the streaming wars are going, you're only going to be able to find it on their prospective streaming sites, right? Yeah. So if you it's like... down to it. Yeah, if you like Friends, guess what? There's only one place you're going to be able to watch that shit pretty soon. But in regards to Wonder Woman, I'm pumped about this, dude, because I think competition is good for the market. Actually, I think that Mulan should not have been released as a advanced on-demand feature yeah they called it like premiere access or premiere access i don't think that was the movie to do that with now black widow yes that was if ever there was a missed opportunity it was with black widow would people pay 24 dollars for black widow would have paid 40 dollars yeah i would have paid 40 dollars for black widow because the movie looks like it's going to be amazing and i know this is going to be uh wonder woman's it's going to be Wonder Woman's... Look, it's going to be... I say it, it looks like the greatest Marvel movie ever, ever made. I know. It's like, like Kevin Feige sitting there is like, you don't even understand what we're doing over here. But I need Wonder Woman. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and that's why I want him to lose because he's so smart and he's so in like, And he's so like into it. I'm like, he's like, you don't understand. And I'm like, you're right. I don't understand. So I must destroy you. Kevin Feige is the complicated story arc in a comic book that no one gets until they're in their late 40s. And I've had a, a few of those pop up in some of my 40-year-old friend's stories because <laughs> I'm only 26, you know? <laughs> like, but whenever my old-ass friends tell me they've read this stuff. But I need Wonder Woman to come out. I want to see what the new vision I'm for the I'm so di- excited. Christmas today is going to be amazing. But here's the thing. Patty Jenkins, if she thinks that she's under the thumb from under the thumb of uh, Zack Snyder, sorry, folks, uh, he's coming back in a big way. If the Snyder Cut does well, that man is instantly reinstated. They've spent like $30 million on reshoots already, dude. Yeah, it's actually 70 Or He estimated 30 and he went to the office, and finally he was like, it's more like 70 and they gave it to him. See. So, you know, it's it's research. It's also special effects or whatever. But it'll be four hours of content. Yeah. Um, Which I'm um, gonna watch. It, I'm gonna watch. But, I, I'm gonna watch every bit of it, dude. But here's what I if I was D, if I was DC and I don't know who's running it. It seems like they don't really know what they're doing. Like I yeah. said, there's a list of atrocities they've done. Yeah. Um. Here's what here's what I think. I believe they owe Gal Gadot and you know Wonder Woman. Yeah. And Patty Jenkins, the director, a billion dollar movie, a guaranteed billion dollar movie. Yeah. And they should take they should take a notice of what Feige does. So what Feige has recently been doing is he realizes he has so many toys to play with. He's like if I put the enough of cool toys in any movie, everyone will go. Like for instance, Spider-Man, he's like, "Spider-Man, I'll put Miles Morales and three Spider-Man and the Sinister Six and we'll have Jamie Foxx and we'll have everyone in there and no one can resist it." And he's right. There isn't a single person who will resist it. My mother will go watch that movie. Here's- Just on the strength of like what what they're putting. So what they should do for Wonder Woman, here's what I'm saying, is they should they should have the rock as Black Adam, they should have Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, and whatever characters are popular, fuck, put Harley Quinn in there. Whatever it takes. Actually, not after 
Birds of Prey, whatever. Who's ever popular, put those actors in there in Wonder Woman 3 so she's guaranteed a billion dollars at the theater. So I I would agree with that. The problem is that ship has sailed, in my estimation, for DC. What Marvel has that no one else has, what the MCU has that no one else has in regards to these cinematic universes, let's not forget this isn't the only cinematic universe Warner Brothers had. They were going to have the Darkverse, or was that Universal? Was that Universal? I think that was Universal. Yeah, with the the Universal Monsters, with the mummy that's a white dude. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Sorry. They've sorry, white dudes. <laughs> the MCU has pretty much followed the same standard as comics, which is ironic since some of its biggest detractors come from comic purists. But they have one chief editor, one guy who says yay or nay, and that's how you keep everything cohesive. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like <laughs> yay he, or nay. Is- he is accredited as the producer on every single movie because he's there on now, set for every movie, right? And, and and you know, there are a lot of producers, and like they get actually in trouble for this. Sometimes people have faith. This is what Kathleen Kennedy does. You have faith in what the, the director, so you're like, I don't need to show up. He knows what he's doing. I'll just put my name on it, get my yep. paycheck or whatever. However, you're right. Feige shows up to every one of these shootings of the movies, and he's nitpicking and he's looking around and he's making sure yeah. his product is. Good stuff. Yeah, the, anywhere where you have a producer who can say, and "Man, it's amazing." We shit on DC so bad because we're still talking about Marvel. But any any guy who can say, "Yeah, you're going right. to direct it," but this director is the deal with CGI and action fights and cinematography, that lets you know who you're dealing with right away. I think this is a good move for HBO Max. I'm definitely going to watch Wonder Woman. I'm definitely going to be watching the Snyder Cut. In fact, if they grow balls and they bring Watchmen back in spite of its detractors, I'll be watching that. And you put me onto it, Mantis. This is why HBO Max and Warner Brothers is struggling right now. Because for some reason, all you fucking weirdos who think everything is an SJW story, this is this is the the heart of the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman story. It is about a Wonder Woman. It literally is about a woman. <laughs> Who breaks off yes, this? Right, right, right. Right. And so, I mean, people who hate on it. And actually, you know what it is? She has less haters in the S, you know, anti-SJW world. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it is. Here's 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 a theory from the fat mantis you guys can swear by. <laughs> so here's what it is. Wonder Woman. And some people argue like there are some feminists who are like, she's, she's a superhero Barbie. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what people like. People don't like people. The haters are very aggressively against Captain Marvel. And what it is, is, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. It's going to sound like I'm a jerk. I don't, I like Captain Marvel. I like the movie. I'm not trying to hate on Brie or anyone. You hate the movie, but that's Uh, okay. But what I am saying is she didn't smile the entire movie. I'm talking about Captain Marvel. She's a curmudgeon. She, she (laughs) hates all men. It seems like she, if you watch it, Everyone who gives her problems is a man, and men are all scumbags, and she's trying to beat men, the misogyny. However, Wonder Woman isn't that. Wonder Woman happens to be a beautiful woman who has it all, who at night dresses up like a superhero and beats people up. Well, she's fighting for— people can— She's fighting for a higher ideal. So if you look at the Wonder Woman story, she's literally fighting the embodiment of war and or evil. Right, she just happens to right, be a, not of men though. If not, it was of men, yeah. people would hate her. Yeah, and that's who Captain Marvel is fighting. She's fighting the spirit of evil men. Yeah, you know those soy latte drinking sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, the tiki torch Nazis <laughs> <laughs> that showed up to the rally. You know, 
they're wearing khakis and button downs. They and they have a Starbucks on one hand and a tiki torch, and they're like, "Let's revolt!" And <laughs> it was all going so well until the real Nazis showed up. And they're like, "No, we'll show you how to party." <laughs> At any rate, man. Like so, I so here's something I like to do, right? I check your channel. I check a few other people's channels, and I just scour the internet and see what the general opinion on this type of stuff is. And everyone's had the same reaction, which sucks for Warner Brothers, but it's you know you got to be real about it. You know numbers are low, so this is a good response to the low numbers. Hopefully, we get some retention out of this, and then we'll have to wait and see what Marvel does, right? Because they're obviously sitting in the background, like, well, let's see how this plays out. Right, 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 right. Like, right. You know, like, you, they're not going to be stupid enough to put Black Widow on streaming. They don't need to. They're in such a higher position than. D- Here's what it is: DC needs numbers, yeah. so they they're desperate. Marvel isn't desperate. Desperate can, Marvel can wait. Yeah. Feige's like, you know what? Let's wait for the summer to put give, put Black Widow out. Yeah. I can wait, bro, him. But DC can't. If DC has a good movie, they need to they need to show their worthiness. They need to put out every good thing. I they get they get a, they gotta fight. Well, yeah. because there's so many other things going on with the company right now. And, I mean, you've reported on this. Other trades have reported on this. There are so many other compounding problems. We have issues with whether or not the actual publication is going to be around. The firing of so many editors and, and staff they members. They gutted the editorial. It was disgusting. You know the, right? the AT&T merger. That was probably not a good move. <laughs> like, right. I mean, they, they've, they've got a new CEO like in charge of everything. Um, you know, they did, you know, they did all these crazy things. Like, for instance, like you heard why the Snyder cut, they had an ad and why it was taken down. This is ridiculous. Oh, the it's music rights thing, right? They they released it and didn't have the rights to the music they used. Well, how stupid is that? That is amateur hour. That is a small company mistake. That isn't a, a big company should never do something like that. You know what? They pro- probably cost them a couple million dollars, that mistake. Yeah. They had yeah. to pay those guys extra money. And so, like, it's it's simple mistakes like that. Or, like, yo, with the Johnny Depp thing, they don't realize how many people are pissed about yeah. the Johnny Depp thing. It hasn't hit them yet, but it will hit their box office. I promise mm. you that. I don't think it's going to tank it, but I think that they don't realize how, how aggressive these fans are. He did he did get his full contract, by the way. He got he, he got paid. Unless I unless I heard it wrong, like he, he definitely got paid. You know, I believe it. And you know, to be honest, like good for him. And yeah, he deserves to be honest, it. If 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 they, if they were like, you're getting paid everything, just walk away. I'd be like, fine. <laughs> I go vacation. Peace, peace, dude. You yeah, know, I go give J.K. Rowling a big hug and kiss and be like, thanks, beautiful. Let me out. You know what's crazy <laughs> is uh, J.K. Rowling does not look the way you would suspect to someone who wrote that book. I thought. I only recently started because you know, like recently since they've tried to cancel her, looked at who she looked like. I always imagined a haggard old woman. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, viewers. I'm sorry. I thought she was gonna be like, yeah, you know, I I just assume I was envisioning a teapot from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Absolutely, or Mother Goose. It's like Mother Goose or whatever, or something, something. And so she is like, you know, she's she's not, you know, she's uh. You know. <laughs> but the crazy, all right. She's a good-looking lady. Let me <laughs> Last thing about uh, poor Wonder Woman here, right? Is this what Wonder Woman deserves, though? Right? So we can, yeah. we can go, we can go on all the rants and raves, man. And uh, I think that Wonder Woman one, the first one, is on the same level as Captain America one, which means, in my thinking, part two could follow the same trajectory. As Captain America too. Now, obviously, Winter Soldier had a great storyline and 
it came around right at, for some reason it just worked it the movie worked out the box spies hydra the whole nine yards actually i think it might have been in my opinion winter soldier might have been the thing that saved the mcu i can't prove that i i put that down it's so funny it was before we had this podcast i was do, going over my list of someone asked me what what's your breakdown of your marvel movies and i listed them all and captain america winter soldier was my number one yeah it, it quite possibly so good like avengers one it could have gone literally avengers winter soldier <laughs> in my mind because everything else was nonsense in yo, between so, I, you know i had two avenger i had two captain america movies in my top five and two avengers movies in my top five. civil and war iron man one civil war yeah, yeah so yeah so i had Number one was Captain America, a Winter Soldier. Number two is Iron Man. Number three is Captain America, Civil War. Number four is um, Avengers Assemble, like the first one. I call it Assemble because that's what they call it in England or whatever. Um, and then the last one is Endgame. Yeah. You know, not Those a fan of five, right not there. a fan of Infinity War? I am. I am. It's like up there. It's like six or seven or something like that. Oh, okay. But it's so just not. The, it's not. The, it didn't make the top five or whatever. See, and that's but the that's the conversation people want to have with DC, right? So, right, it's hard to pick top five for DC. <laughs> right, right now it's like <laughs> sorry, DC. <laughs> right now, for me personally, it's like Joker, and that's pretty much. I oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, like, and don't get me wrong, I love Man of Steel, so I guess Man of Steel would be number two. I actually really enjoyed Man of Steel. I did not enjoy it when I saw it in theaters because it was so much to take in, and it was such a like a different take. I like it. I like it. Don't get I, me wrong. Dude, I particularly I love the fighting at the end. I remember when you came up and we watched it again together in New Rochelle, and the scene of him being pushed down by the gravity machine, and you just kind of were like. This is so epic. When you said it, <laughs> like it's so Superman. It's like nothing in any universe should be able to take what's happening to him in that moment. And he's just like, there are pies yeah. coming out of him. There, he's, are... <laughs> he's fighting for the people. He has to stand. Literally, the act of standing is being heroic oh, dude, for the people. Dude, and... uh, for, for the listening fans, that shot. Hold on, Roy. Just there's one shot in Man of Steel that I think gets everyone a little choked up. So it's a shot when Lawrence Fishburne and that Weasley little guy are about to break left and they see homegirls buried and they're trying to get her out. And then, for yeah. you know, you, we've all watched movies for so many years. I just want to paint the picture for the listen, listening audience. You know that Lawrence Fishburne is going to live through this scenario. But there's a brief moment where he's trying to get the rubble off of her. Right. And, and he's like, we're both going to die. die yeah. He's like, I'm going to die. He's like, no, we'll both die together or something. Okay. And he kind of looks and you see the thing coming towards him. I'm like, holy shit, are they going to kill Lawrence Fishburne? Amazing. So, yes, Man of Steel makes it number two. Yo, and then, you know, actually, you know, Superman's really best when he's very cheesy. Yeah. I'm sorry to go on a, a Superman tangent with you guys. But, like, um, and I'll say, I will actually say I get choked up. When you know how they have Detective Stabler on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, actor, amazing. Chris Maloney. And so he's, he's the, he's the D-bag military commander who doesn't trust aliens. And he, therefore, <laughs> Superman. And there's a scene where, like, the troopers are trying to fight the, the um, Phantom Zoners. And, and the Phantom Zoners start killing them. And he comes, Superman comes down, and he fights two of them. It's like Fiora and the big dude or whatever. And he fight, and he's fighting, and you can tell he's fighting to protect the soldiers. Yeah. And after they leave, after the scuffle with them, um, they all aim their weapons at Superman. And then and then uh, Detective Saber's like, lower your weapons. This man 
is not our enemy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a tear drops down my eyes. I'm like, oh my God. I he love learned the, to love. He learned to love. I love that scene and when he pulls out the knife. Because there are these more these hopeless scenes. A good death is yes. all a warrior wishes for or something. Dude, that is right up there. Not equal, but up there with uh Boromir's death in Lord of the Rings for me. When Boromir dies and the extended cut, yeah, like I'm just like, dude, this dude's a hero. But he takes he, 50 arrows because he's a man. He keeps like, fighting. Keep doing it, Bella. But the crazy thing is, like, I have, you need more moments like that from DC because we've just literally gone over two movies. I enjoyed Joker. I really enjoyed Joker. It wasn't what I expected. But I enjoyed it. I thought Joker would have been great to Todd Phillips Joker leading into this new Batman movie. Obviously, that's not what we're going to get because everyone's a thespian and they don't want to follow in uh, the shared universe. Whatever. I enjoyed Ben Affleck's. Nonsense, I enjoyed Ben Affleck's Batman and Batman versus Superman. In fact, me and Roy talked about it earlier. But the scene, there are three scenes that stand out for me. One, when I knew I was dealing with a different Batman, I was like, all right, this is a different reality altogether. When Batman kills someone for the first time in that movie is when he, I can name the scene, he's driving the Batmobile and he's chasing them in that truck and he starts shooting it. And I'm like, huh, did that guy, I, I remember looking at one of my buddies, right, I'm, I'm right, like, right. I'm like, did Batman just kill a car full of people? And he's like, I think he did. And then he just keep, you see the shot of him shooting and there's lights over Batman's eyes. So, you know, a, a particular, like I said, we don't like to name drop here, a particular Australian podcaster was talking about the scene a couple years ago. And he, it was so funny. He says, he goes, he's looking at it, watching it, and he says, and look, he kill, he kills a, a, a car full of guys whose mothers may or may not have been named Martha. Yeah. <laughs> like, as if, like, if he knew their moms were Martha, he'd stop killing them. Dude, I love, I love Killer Batman. That scene in the warehouse, where he basically killed everyone with a gun in there. <laughs> Dude, there was a more there are some hits that I'm like, they did not recover. There's like, he takes a guy and he slams him through a friggin' crate and it shatters. Like, the, the, uh, realistically, no, yeah, dude, he's gonna be in a wheelchair or dead. Dude, he literally grabbed one guy's head and slammed him into the ground, and his body was pointed vertically upwards. And I'm like, well, that guy's clearly dead. But with, I enjoyed those scenes. I'm hoping for, and I know Roy doesn't think this is true. But it doesn't matter what Rory thinks is true. I'm really hoping for DC's sake that I can have more talks like these over their movies. And I want Wait. Wonder Woman to be another movie that I can talk. Name, what's another DC movie that we can talk about like this? Not Green Lantern, most certainly, right? Well, Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> now that you... You've deafened our entire crew, everyone listening to us. Oh, okay. You know, we don't have to go on this because that wasn't one of our topics to go on to justify DCness. But I'm just saying, like, it's going places. It's got, you know. Listen, Shazam, Shazam might have officially been their last shared universe movie, and that was, in my opinion, it I was good. It. it was good. It was good. It was. It was. It was just. It was. It was just good. I know because it's not dark and gritty like a Wolverine nightmare <laughs> that you're unable to accept this. Moving on. Was... Moving on. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Guy, I'll, I'll let you get your last fanboy statement in. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Like, But what I'm just saying, I think that 
you know, a lot of people are like, well, I want dark and gritty. And they're like, well, this is family and fun. And they're like, F this. I'm like, this is such a well-made family superhero movie. No, but that's the problem. It's not that it's family and fun. That's not why it sucked. It's the source material. You have to make up your mind what Shazam story you're telling. Are you telling the story of Shazam from the main DC universe? Or are you going to give us something a little bit different? Where it's like, okay, this is Shazam. And then we have the Shazam, you know, the entire family here. I and mean, it's, I, I, it's just I too, com- that, too convoluted uh, for me. And I'm going to say, I know I'm justified. I'm like, I'm defending Shazam. However, I'm going to admit, I don't know if I've ever read a Shazam comic <laughs> book. <laughs> but I, ass- I assume they don't get so real with the mom because the mom actually choked me up with that whole thing. What? Which Where part? he thinks his he thought he was separated from his mom the whole oh, time. Yeah, yeah, finally yeah. finds his mom. She's like a drug addict who like yeah, abandoned yeah. him on purpose and she just admits it. Yeah, her and version like, of the I, day was way less sweet. <laughs> it was less sweet and we thought it was sweet and I was like, That poor son of a bitch. But that's how moms are. And now that you know now that you know kids, you can better prepare for life. <laughs> I want, yeah, I, I hope a lot of children are listening to this podcast. I hope kids out there everywhere of all ages you know uh, i hope you're all like the eight-year-olds who are going to be watching miss marvel are listening to this so you can listen and learn about how the world is and how moms are you know who else learned about life today ps5 scalpers oh they learned about life <laughs> i heard a little about this this is uh going to be a very short topic because it's it only made it on here because it's funny to me so i have been trying to purchase a ps5 for my son right things happen sometimes sometimes you're just not lucky i remember my mom telling me stories when i was a kid when she was trying to buy me he-man toys and what she went through she used to go to a toy store that you might know as a when i was a kid that was actually in between it was on the east side of harlem and it was a downstairs area everyone went there you know exactly what i'm talking about and she would go get toys and stuff like that wait on lines endless lines to get me the stuff premiere date so it only seems right that i do the same thing for my son uh myself his mother and his grandmother and uh, even a co-worker of mine were all on the walmart website at the same time four people trying to order the same item None of us had any success. Do you know why? Because people use bots. Do you know what a bot is? A bot is an, yeah. A bot is an automated uh, an automaton. <laughs> it does something like for you. For yeah, it's it's a it's a program. It'll troll someone's account for you, yeah. Yeah. or it'll sign up for accounts, or it'll contact. We, it'll email people, or whatever. We have a bot. We have a bot in our Discord, but we don't use it, so the bot's useless. And uh, and in this instance, most of the bots that people are using You've are never used it. Well, we don't use Discord, so we don't need the bot. <laughs> oh, I, th- I mean, I, I was saying other situations. Oh, no, 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 no. No, uh, no. Actually, I'm not sure. But so these bots buy multiple items at the same time. And they're, you the should way have that, it spam, pe- spam people. I should. But it only works in Discord. <laughs> so the bots. Uh, Your own people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the bots on these websites can buy multiple items and they can do it way faster and they can refresh all that stuff way quicker than the human hands can be so people have literally been buying up all the playstations from these uh retailers where there's already limited supplies and selling them on ebay and places like that for a huge profit so the digital version of the playstation 5 goes for 3.99 that's just to give you an example 
and the, the regular version goes for four ninety nine. They I saw a digital for a thousand, and I saw the regular version for fifteen hundred on eBay. This is where it gets worse. Someone released a picture, one of these scalpers on Twitter, of a kind of a warehouse, not a warehouse shot, but a room shot of all these PlayStation fives. And the original header on the the uh, the tweet was "F your feelings," and then saying that you can purchase them from them. So a lot of people are upset with the retailers and a lot of people are upset with Sony and Microsoft because they don't feel like they're doing enough to protect them against scalpers, right? You know, even when you go to Madison Square Garden, the cops will say something to the scalpers, but they don't really do anything about the scalpers. So this is not something that surprises me. The problem is God don't like ugly, right? So a couple right. of these people have been selling their... <laughs> Their wares online. Get screwed all the time. Scalping game is dirty. Dirty. So a couple. <laughs> so I'm not saying anyone got what they deserved. I'm just laying out the scenarios. So a couple of scalpers in America and in Canada have met up with people using things like Facebook, Meetup, all that type of stuff to sell, to sell their stuff, and have been robbed. One guy was robbed at the gas station by two men that were described to have had black and white ski masks on. <laughs> <And> <laughs> It is. It's also, you know, it's one thing if it happens in the States, we're a bunch of savages down here, but it's another thing when it happens in a sophisticated place like Canada, where apparently they've been doing PSAs to help protect people from the robberies that are going on right now. I'm sorry. Are you yeah. serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm I, I, well, I want to do a quick, a, a total side thing. It could Go be its it. own conversation or whatever. But Go like, for it. I am starting to realize Canadians are not as sweet as we think they are. <laughs> no, they're not. They're horrible. So, like, Degrassi <laughs> made me think they're super sweet. However, I noticed that on Twitter and all these other uh, all these other things um, that a lot of these people who are, like, hardcore conservatives and yeah. i mean like aggressive hardcore conservatives they're from are canada. canadian yeah yeah like you know uh i guess we don't na- name drop here but you know there's, yeah there's steven crowder people. being the, being the most prominent of them yeah. nicole arbor <laughs> lauren chen they're the ones who will tell you to drop dead and they have guns and they're they can't wait to shoot you and like and you're like what is going on you're canadian calm down and they're like no no canada Canada will be free, and they, like they love Donald Trump more than Americans do, <laughs> yeah. which is like weird. It's not even your guy. Like you're up in Vancouver, you're watching Canadian football. Like why do you care what's going on down here? It's just weird. It's no, weird. no, it's the Canadians it's, are not as nice as you think. No, it's it's not weird at all because I had noticed that with a. But you know what's funny about Crowder, man? He has a skit called uh, the Polite Racist. Every time I start to hate Crowder, I watch it, and I'm like, well, this is quite possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen. But Canadians get down. I mean, they're right across the way from Detroit. It, w- it does not surprise me. They're, they're- right. hey, hey, yo, Nicole Arbor is funny. She has some very funny skits. They're all attacking liberals, but the, it, some of them are super funny. Hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Hilarious. Yeah. Fair game stuff. And I hope they do skits on these scalpers, man, because uh, at the end of the day, I know there are some people who are just trying to turn a profit. And it's the very essence of capitalism. But at the same time, there's man, this upsets me a great deal, which is why I'm glad we didn't get the PlayStation 5. I can wait. There are a bunch of issues that are going on with it. A couple of issues that are going on with it. So here's the thing. I'm not even like a council guy. However, I have always known, I've always said this. When you get a console, 
you should not get the first batch. It's no. it's like the vaccine. You know, everyone's like, no. I'm not, I'm not putting that in my arm. Guess what? I'm not putting that in my friggin' arm. And you know what? You shouldn't put your console in your house. You know why? Remember the red ring of death? Yeah. From threes or whatever, from PS3s or whatever. No, uh, yeah, 360, you, Xbox 360. Yeah. Yeah, 360s, whatever. If you basically what you have to do is you just wait like a year or maybe a month or, or not a month, but a year is a safe time. Yeah. Yeah, but like. Don't get the first batch and wait for them to perfect the model. Because as you know, they're rushing to get it out. Yep. I bet you anything, these PS5s, people are going to start reporting crazy things going on. No, it's already started. And actually, uh, a YouTuber that I really trust, I will shout out his channel. It's uh, uh, Rich from Review Tech, I believe it is the name of the show. And he said it. He was like, these this generation of console more than likely didn't need to be released right now. It could have waited until after the they holidays. They needed to make Christmas. No, yeah. Something we're waiting for Christmas. Because yep. they know pe- parents will mindlessly buy it. Yeah. Look at they me. They won't yeah. have any idea. Yeah. yeah. I'm out here you robbing scalpers. Your... Oh, wait. Yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. You've been working on your editing. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because, uh, uh, you know, that's a good idea, actually, though. <laughs> Just, it's like, just get, just get him. Like, let, let's, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. Let's meet up. <laughs> I know uh, the back alley behind the chillers. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one they call murderers, raper, <laughs> death way, <laughs> crime alley. How did Bruce Wayne's parents not know not to walk down it? It makes no, no sense. sense. <laughs> That's because they were too busy. They were regaled by the gay blade. When, when <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say because because of because of uh of of scalpers. Yeah. Um. Last was it last Comic Con or the lawn before? I can't keep track. It was probably last one. Um. I was unable. I was unable to get a four day pass. Right. So you've been to, you've been to Comic Con? No. No. So you you basically what it is is you get a pass, but you have to activate it online. And what it is is you, when you go to, through security, they check all your bags and all your things. And then when you walk up to a guy, he has a device and he holds it up to your badge, and he he'll let you know if you're being allowed in. If you didn't activate it, it doesn't work. So anyway, I was unable to get all four days, and so there was one day, it was Saturday, which is one a tough one. I didn't get, and I was like, so I had a Thursday and a Friday and a Sunday, but I was like. And I was the entire time, the days of, at night, after Comic-Con, I'd go home and go look for Reddit posts. And I found some dude who's like, I'll sell you a badge, but you got to meet me in front of the gate. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going in first thing in the morning, so there's a zillion people out there. And he describes what he's going to look like. And I go there, and I'm going to give him the money, and I'm like, how do I know this is activated? He's like, it's activated. He's like, how do you know? He's like, we'll go in together. And I'm like thinking, that doesn't give me any comfort because if it's not activated, you get to go in and I get thrown out. <laughs> so I gave him the money and we're like walking and I'm like watching him. Like, he's going through one security, we're going through another one. And I'm just watching and watching and like, thank God this was an this is like the one honest fool in the world. But it worked. But he could have he could have beat me, man. He could have sold me one that didn't work. Yeah, that and was... I would have fallen for right for it, and he w- w- could have walked right in and and all that stuff. You've heard the war stories about Madison Square Garden. People think they're buying their kids circus tickets, and it's like, like this is a Depeche Mode ticket, and it's not happening for another two years. No, they go in a tent, and it's like some you know some hobo 
freaking drinking up a storm and pissing on his dog. And they're like, this is a, is this the intro act to the Ringling Brothers of Barton Barely Circus? Yes, it's, yes. Like, no, you got beat, Grandma. You got beat. Um, uh, Dude. I mean, so, you know, I have a friend who's, you know, I'm always behind on systems. Yeah. But a friend who's giving me a four. A PlayStation 4? Who? Who's giving you a four? It's Sully. I knew it. <laughs> he got a five. He got a five. You're complaining you didn't get a five. He got a five. How the fuck did he get a five? Oh, part you can beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> but so. yeah, he's giving me his four, which means I'm going to play some Miles Morales. I'm going to play some four Fallen Order. I'm going to get updated on my video game news. I got some games for you to borrow already, so you could just get into there. Uh, so he got his five. Man, I'm so happy for him. I've never been <laughs> happy for anyone else in my entire video life. Video game people are odd. You guys are odd. No, it's all right, man. I got a PC, so it's better than his piece of shit five. Anyway, segue. So Zach says. So Zach <laughs> Did you catch his last clip about the 60 frames per second? <laughs> Yo, I love Zach, and I actually love his technology snobbery. <laughs> I love that he was like, he said to you once, he was like, send all your friends over for the price of whatever PS, PS5 is. I'll build him a PC that does better. And I, I believe him. I believe yeah. that he can do that. But, um, you know, obviously, what it is is this explains everything. Like, remember when we were talking the difference between Discord and, and like Google, whatever, yeah. whatever we're doing? What it is is people will pay extra to not be hassled oh yeah that's what a console is people don't want to be educated on the ways of a pc so like just give me something that plays games and i'll give you extra money bro <laughs> that's what it is. people want to get the headache out and it's super true key makes sense that like you could ha you can have a better experience on a console i believe it a thousand fold uh, not a console on a, on a P PC. pc but uh Console's there for the for for the average man, the average man who doesn't want to learn shit. See, this is where Zach and I disagree, but we agree to disagree because I see the points where he's trying to make. But I believe that councils are made exactly for what you just said for people who are not interested in the advanced functionality or day to day functionality of a computer. They're like, what do I need that for? I have a phone. This is where I check Facebook. I send my emails from here. This is where I have fun. Business fun. Business fun and they're right. not and so, so the thing about it with them getting 60 frames per second now we don't need to go into all that stuff but it's a big deal most games ran at 30 or 60 uh depending on who you believe in regards to playstation 4 but people are not coming to the council for that experience the fact that it runs 60 now they're just like oh that's really great like this is, it looks really good but they don't care man they've come to play their exclusives They've come to like do what they got to do for like two or three hours, play with their bros, and then they're done for. Man. <laughs> like they don't give a shit right, about they, any. They don't need. Yeah, they don't give. And so you, you, know, you need a workstation PC. You for sure, a creative such as yourself, you need a workstation PC. In fact, Zach told me to tell you whatever you need, <laughs> come see him first before you start buying stuff. And I was like, it's all right, man. I hooked him up with a friend of mine in Chinatown. We got him all the parts he needed. <laughs> It was really good deal. <laughs> I, you know, the problem is, is like what I do, what I do for my thing, you know, I, you know, as a writer is that I spend tons and tons of time like on computers, but like, I don't have time. No offense. I don't yeah. have a lot of time to play video games. Who has time for this shit? 
I don't know where you get. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't sleep. I don't. I don't sleep. I I play video games and I get up and I go be with my family at six in the morning. Right. Like <laughs> I assume. I assume you're still an active father. <laughs> I haven't seen so him in do, months. How do you have time? To play video games. How you're like, yo, I'm, I'm at so, up to so 90 hours on something. So here's like, the what? thing. Monday, so Monday I do the podcast with Zach, right? Then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I typically, if I feel up to it, I'll come down. I'll play maybe an hour, two hours a game with Zach or my buddy Pete. Recently, I've just been catching up on my sleep where I'll just hang out with the family and then go to bed. Thursdays, obviously, we do this. Friday, I do the show again. Then it's Saturday and Sunday, watch, rinse, repeat. If there are any new games out, I'm going to play those more than likely. But you're also working. You didn't mention a full-time job. Yeah, yes, yes. I get out of work at 8 o'clock. Is the late 9 o'clock the latest sometimes. I come home, hang out with the family if they're still awake for a second, go downstairs, eat some food, come down, play for an hour or two, and then I go up to the latest I've ever gone to bed. has been like 3.30. But how do you actualize your dreams? <laughs> Which my, when, when do you have times for that? No, what do you mean actualize? That's what the podcast is for, and my family's for. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it, like my family is my biggest creative process, and then the podcast, right? Like well, everything. Not, you know, to be honest, when you say it like that, that's beautiful. Uh don't. If Santana, if you listen to this show, I know you're probably rolling your eyes, but you guys are my greatest creative process. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I believe it to be true. I believe it to be true, and you know, for for us, you know, yeah, you got to make time. Childless, childless fools, bachelors. <laughs> um, well, you know, you're awesome. You know, you know, good work. Oh, God thank you, you, man. Thank you. No, God bless you. You need a workstation PC though, right? So when you get your mixer and you'll see what I'm saying. This is the this is the setup, folks. Roy just ordered one hell of a mic. Same mic I have, I might add. And one hell of an audio interface. Not the same one. So I I'll have. stop I'll stop sounding so sucky. <laughs> and you can actually make out what I say. And like I know I say blah 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 and like Steve starts laughing and like the audience is like, <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> What is that? And so now that won't happen. You'll understand. No, his, his, it won't be funny. It won't be funny. His voice would be as crispy and beautiful as mine when I get these deep, deep mids and lows. You're but, turning me on, so you need to slow down, <laughs> brother. But that's the, slow down. that's the that's the major point of a PC because the headset and stuff that come with the uh with the PlayStation and uh, the Xbox, you can't do any real content creation. Like you can do it. You can you can actually stream videos, all that type of stuff. But you know, if you're taking it serious. Not a bit big, not not gonna work. But that's not why people are buying these things, man. They're buying them to have fun. We didn't get one. I'm glad Suli got one. I hope nothing bad in this life happens to him. I hope he gets to enjoy his PlayStation. He didn't get one of those bricks. I'm gonna wait till my uh, until we can get one that isn't acting stupid. But remember, you don't want it off the bat, man. You don't like wait a couple months. Wait six months, man. But here's the thing: the great news about this whole thing, this whole rant that we all just went on, was. Thinking about some of these scalpers in that moment when they're like, yeah, $1,200 for, for a gaming console and the guys show up and they're just like, nah, son, this is free. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> that is that is worth it for me. Tell me about this Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley shenanigan you got going on here. Oh, Who, you haven't heard about no. chaos walking? No, so, I'm going to look it up right now. So apparently it's a you uh, don't know. science fiction novel. Okay. Right? 
and they're like let let's do this so 2017 is a different age than now right so mm-hmm. like still tom holland was still a big deal and daisy ridley she has the star wars curse anyone who stars in star wars tends to like have this curse where they it's hard yeah. for them to get hired yeah so um she you know she i'm sure in 2017 she was like this is my chance to get out i'm, <laughs> I'm with spider-man <laughs> poor poor girl god bless you daisy god bless you Love she gets you. a lot of hate i don't think she deserves to be honest with you but yo of all the thing, horrible things about star wars her performance or her her she's amazing acting it's not yeah it was great she's not part of it it's really the writing that, that sucks sucks yeah. but so there's a sci-fi thing about like a, a colony of men and i don't know why but all the women are dead yeah i haven't seen and tom holland is raised in a world with no women so i don't even understand how that works <laughs> but, but but so a uh 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 i don't know what it is a ship or maybe it's uh a skate pod or something crash lands and daisy ridley and so she oh god crash lands and he, she's the first woman he's ever seen and apparently she has the ability to read all their minds that and is it, not it, a good it, ability it has, to... it, it, it has something to you know obviously it's a metaphor for like women are nuts man so what it is is the men so basically the whole idea is like she can read every man's mind and they know this and that might be why the women were killed off because the women can read their minds and so it's Kim and her, and they have to go on some adventure, and it's unknown. And basically what it is, is the movie was made, and it was considered amongst producers and other things so bad that they shelved it. And then they did reshoots to change the ending. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, re- I heard it, about right? this, yeah. And they still haven't released it, and they didn't know what to do with it until now that COVID's all crazy. They recently, re- they just today released the trailer, and they're finally going to put it on streaming. Because they're, I think they're trying to just like slide it in. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, just the tip or some shit. <laughs> like, basically, the idea is, is that like, it, but the word, the rumor on the rumor mill is that it sucks so bad that it shouldn't be in theaters. Dude, I'm not gonna watch the trailer, right? This all what you just described to me, minus all the shenanigans of the producers, actually sounds like an interesting premise. So I got a little bit of a knot in my stomach thinking, uh, uh, in my stomach thinking about what it would be like to be a woman to be able to hear. Oh, it's a horror movie! It's a horror movie. Women reading my mind. Like, and it's crazy because you know, like all these, like, so I'm, I'm gonna bang on these guys hard this week, but I'm not gonna say any of their names. I want the channel, the, you know, I want the show to grow a little bit before I start attacking people outright. But I started thinking about some of these dudes that some of these uh, right wing shills, as they like to call themselves, or I, li- I like to call them. Like, could you imagine if you could read their mind? It really boils down to like, all right, I don't think you should have made this character a woman, but underneath all of that, Daisy's never gonna have sex with me. And that really makes me angry. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. I don't think that I would I would have lived past the age of 15 if women could read my mind. Dude, honestly, I think, think women would... Think every stray thought when you're like a young man. I think women would start offing men on genocide levels if they could read the mind of every man. Because there's some heinous shit going on in there, for sure. <laughs> like, but this sounds Although, like a, it sounds like an interesting premise. It's a, and actually, when you see the trailer, but you know trailers. Trailers yeah. are so deceiving. I'll, I, you know, I put I made this point out. 
Star Wars has never had a bad trailer. If you watch never. all nine trailers, amazing. they look like amazing movies. However, we all, all bad. know what happened with Attack of the Clones. We all know what happened with Last Jedi. So, like, come on, man. Um, look, I, I, I would probably, if it's going on sale for $3, I'll check this out. Nothing could be as bad as a movie I never watched, but I saw the trailer to Nicolas Cage's last movie that came out where he's basically uh killing hellbound serial killers and stuff like that and i was like this looks interesting and i thought about it, i was like wait this is a nicholas cage movie he's also got one coming out it has one coming out now that's like a mixture between mortal Kombat and predator but nevertheless really yeah uh yeah youtuber x uh reported on it and a few other people and they yeah, I was like, oh, I need to, I, I need, I need to check this out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've not, as we're talking about Chaos Walking, I remember hearing about this movie and the reshoots, and everyone's got one, right? Every actor's got one. Hell, Hugh, ja yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's got a few movies he wishes he could take back. Everyone thought Swordfish was amazing when they saw it in the theater, but then when you get home and you really watch it, <laughs> you're like... <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, uh, I don't know, like them reading our minds. It's like. <laughs> it's terrible. And so, wait, I think it's it's brilliantly summed up why women shouldn't worry about our minds. Because it's men's minds. Is an episode called Penny for Your Thoughts of Twilight Zone. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Twilight Zone dork. I love, like, I, it's my Bible, basically. Twilight Zone. Heretic. Um, so it's, it's about a guy who for one day gets the power to read people's minds. And he keeps effing up what he is like, what he's doing. He tries to stop people from doing what they're thinking, but they don't respond to it. And then somebody does something crazy that he never detected them thinking. And at the end, after he doesn't have the powers, somebody asks him, they're like, well, you know, how do you feel about this? And he's like, it's strange. People think about things all day and they have no intention of going through with them. But then they do things, and they didn't give it a second thought. And that's absolutely true, man, because we have all these useless thoughts yep. that come into our head. Yep. You know, we see a girl with, like, you know, a short skirt, and, like, all these thoughts come into our head. It doesn't mean we're going to do anything. It's just, right. like, you no. know what I'm saying? And, and so it's it's, it's, a, it's a It's a good point, man, because uh, I remember that episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy because the, the actual premise, uh, you remember True Blood? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, so, Sookie had the power to read people's minds, and uh, she described what it was like for her in junior high. And she was just like, it was listening to the thoughts of junior high boys was just like watching the worst type of fight. <laughs> <laughs> but this type of stuff is eerie because you know there are actually dudes out there who probably just have a, and like, a hatred towards women. I don't know oh, what the, I don't know what the percentage is, but if we look and at And they're all on YouTube. And every last one of them. <laughs> I might, I might check it out. I might check it out. To this be is, honest, you, it's too I'm dark, too dark, dark, too dark, too dark for me. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out because here's what it is. I, I, I've decided I'm going to support everything Daisy Ridley does. Yeah. Here's what it is. I, Amen. I, if I had, if I was a producer or a director, I would absolutely hire her. I just think that like, she has the Star Wars curse. People think think she sucks. She doesn't suck. No, and she doesn't I, suck. I, I, I would actually cast her as some something. I'm gonna support her. I really I'm worried that she's gonna crash out and, and burn. You know like, what? You know, John, like a Carrie Fisher, like the new age Carrie Fisher, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. 
I think that her I think her performance in Star Wars, but this is where you have to be objective, right? And I know that feelings are subjective, but objectively speaking, about her acting performance, she never breaks character, man. You never lose sight of the scene that she's in. She did an amazing job with a shitty situation. I think. Yes, she did. I, I think she did an amazing job with it, and that's like. So- and I, hold on, hold on. Let me say this, because just in case one of those weirdos gets this video, I would literally fight any one of you dudes happily to prove that I'm not just standing for her. The fact of the matter is, like, the movie sucks. She was good in it. The kid who played uh, Finn was good in it. Uh, the deaf sounding guy that played uh, Darth Vader's grandson. The one that sounds like he Kylo Ren, no, he's great. As an emotionally crazy, absurd motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were all individually good in the movie. The movie itself just just sucked. Well, I mean, I could go on and on, but, like, the, the main reason is, like, they didn't they didn't give her a story arc, and they constantly <laughs> co- tried they constantly tried to copy beats from the main yeah. trilogy. Yeah. They were like, she's just like Luke. No, she's not. No. He's just like Vader. No, he's not. Like, you know, kind of kind of stuff um but i don't know about this movie though tom holland in the suspense thriller though yo did you see him in the devil all the time no so yo uh that is currently in the bin possibly from one of my top 10 movies of the year really so i've been going on hardcore you know not a lot has been released but it's pretty good it's on netflix it's yo tom holland it's uh billy skarsgård you know, uh, you know, Pennywise. That's Pennywise. Yeah. From it. Um, it's also uh, the Winter Soldier. Oh, nice. It. And so it's 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 a uh, hardcore Southern Gothic tale about freaking vigilante murder in a small West Virginia town called Knockem Stiff. It's here's what i'm saying i loved it i loved it i can understand why people hate it because it's it's all about the dark shit of of humans see and that's and that's the one thing people don't want to take a look at man they don't want to look at so someone would see this movie and they'd be like oh it's another movie about sjw's telling us how men are evil no it's telling you about how these men are evil and if you relate exactly (laughs) if you relate to that or you are deeply offended by the notion of the or the concept of there being some evil men amongst the many many non-evil men then you might be hiding or repressing something that's you know yes yes you know they have a woman locked up somewhere in their basement yeah they're trying to claim Men never do that. What are you talking about? Get real, bro. But I'm saying Tom Holland did a great job in that movie. You should yeah. check it out. It's on Netflix. Everyone in that has Netflix, so I assume you're going to watch it. Um, but the, it's called Devil All the Time. It's very intense. Oh, and you know who else is in it? Robert Pattinson, the new Batman. I hope he's not Batman for long, dude. Um, Here's the deal. When I saw Tenet, I, say, <laughs> I thought he was a very competent action hero you know what's crazy uh nolan just addressed one of your biggest issues with tenet the sounds of tenet like he just came what out what did he say what did he say what did I, that son of a bitch say i didn't watch it It was on youtuber x's show now you know i got brand loyalty going on over here so i was like i'll, right, catch, right, it, right, I'll, right. I'll catch it somewhere else but if, i would love to hear what he has to say about the mixing chaos walking folks if you're into it 
email Roy at his personal email address, which is flashing on the screen right now because I'm going to do the edit. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. Um, do, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, if, if we're segmenting, yo, we got to talk about how, like, it's Thanksgiving, bro, him. It is. Next week. Thanksgiving, just a week a week away, man. A week what you, away. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, nothing. I'm going to eat dinner. You know, I'm going to eat with my family. I thought I was going to have to work. Ramen? Huh? Ramen? No, I'm not. I'm... You just, you played it off like it was nothing. You're like, I'm going to eat or whatever. What are you eating? I don't know. What? a real meal? You gonna, <laughs> what's going on? No, we're going to have a socialist meal. You know, I'm going to go stand outside of other people's houses. Like, you owe me this food. You're going to be on the bread line demanding stuff. No. You're like, Biden won, and now you have to give me you know, X amount of a percentage of your money. Um, We'll probably have turkey. It depends on I, whatever is easiest for my wife, to be honest with you. Like, turkey feels like a bigger meal for, like, you know, five people and three of which are small people. So, so you're, you're going to do the pandemic thing where you're not having people uh, over. No, yeah, we're not having it. No, we're not having anyone over. <laughs> In the foreseeable future, no one's coming. <laughs> no, one. no, 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 I feel it. What are you doing? I, I, well, I was originally going to go to my brother's. And so my brother's like a very like wishy-washy guy, and it got to the point where like, you know, the people I live with are like, you cannot go down to Jersey and then come back infected. First I thought they were a-holes, and then I was like, makes sense. You know what? It does make <laughs> sense. You know what? It's easier not to to stay. So I told my brother, and he was cool with it. I was like, I'm not gonna come uh, because you know, the numbers are rising or whatever. Yeah. So basically where I'm going to, I'm going to do it there, you know, I'm going to do it here with the roomies or whatever. Thursday. So that means Thursday we're having an episode. We're having a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. We could still have an episode. Yeah. If we don't both fall I asleep, <laughs> wake up at two in the morning. Just jump on here. You know, we could still do it. We're gonna pass out in our seats, and we're gonna wake up at two. And be like, yeah, show anyway. The Mandalorian. Oh, forget holidays, man. Let's talk about Mando. Well, no, I'm, I'm still on man. I'm still on holidays for a second. Because here's what I'm saying. I find increasingly disrespect for, for Thanksgiving, and I feel it's un-American. <laughs> Who's disrespecting Thanksgiving? People, people love Halloween, uh-huh. and people love Christmas, and they like to jump straight into Christmas. Right? Yeah, basically, Thanksgiving is that middle child that is like abused or pushed aside. You know how people hate the middle child? They're like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up and serve us our drinks." That's what that's what parents of middle children say. It's I have I have a people. middle child. We don't he, he gets so much love it's ridiculous. He's not old enough to serve you drinks. When he's older, you're going to say, "Shut the fuck up and get me a drink." I promise you you are. But I'm saying you know like middle children, you, you know yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's like this kind of Yeah, yeah. Legend of, of of not being cool with them, and that's what it is. People are like, I don't need to respect you. You're a middle child, and that's what Thanksgiving is, man. Thanksgiving, 
It's the most American holiday, man. It's I love true. It. Um, you know what's going to be great about Thanksgiving this year, though? I will admit this. No one is going to have to. I won't say no one. Most people aren't going to have to deal with weird family dynamics, right? So even, say, for instance, uh, if you're going home to visit the folks and you've been stuck there the entire pandemic time, this is the one day where everyone would be okay with taking their turkey and going back to their room. It's like we come together, say a Thanksgiving Day prayer, like I'm thankful for this, and it's like, all right, goodbye and just go do your own thing that's been the one great thing about the pandemic the expectation to pretend like you get along with people has completely diminished now you don't even have to lie to a person like hey not only you're not allowed over for thanksgiving but here are a few other days you're not allowed over whether it is a pandemic you don't have to say to them hide to them in the streets anymore you're like you look at them and you just go and you walk away and they go it must be the pandemic And they're wishing that it is the pandemic. <laughs> like, I want you to get they're all of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you're just gonna so you're gonna eat with your roommates? You guys are just relaxed then? Yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest, I gotta be honest. The best, the best Thanksgiving I've ever had was a friendsgiving. Yeah, friendsgivings are amazing. Yeah, so uh, like I was down in Virginia and. Uh, you know, you know, me and uh, and ex Sarah, you know, great chick, you know, um, we, you know, we had a place together and we had her, her, her dad and her stepmom over. And uh, they're a little like more conservative than like I can even handle. And so we, they were there, but they came early and they left. But however, the point is, is that we sent invitations to our friends. Anyone wants to show up afterwards, we could, we could have a party at our place. And somehow, all, like a ton of people showed up. I didn't think anyone was going to show up. And a ton, a ton of people showed up. And it was an, basically, it was Thursday night, Thanksgiving, and it became an endless party. Yeah. And, and it got to the point where, like, I'm going to admit, I got drunk and was ranting about something, and I broke one of our chairs. But it was all good. We had many chairs. It, it didn't cause any damage. And the guests thought it was very funny. You know, it wasn't. At least I wasn't hitting somebody. It was just like breaking the chair or whatever. But it was a good time. And like I just remember being, you know, and I remember the next morning, I woke up, and I saw one of my graphic novels out, and I was like, I'm gonna go put this back in the study. And I got up, and I was hungover, and I walked in there, and I see, a dude passed out. In, in our study, like we had a study room at the time. And I was like, this was a good Thanksgiving. Was he the only person passed out there? He was the only guy who stayed or whatever. He didn't have a place to go. I mean, he was divorcee or whatever. Um, but I, I'm glad I could give him a place to go. You know what I'm saying? And what, yeah. it, what it was, it was we created, we created, basically what it is, is like a lot of people, you go to your family and they annoy the crap out of you. And then you're like, and then you eat and dinner's done and you're like, what am I doing? I'm visiting my family and I'm, I can't send them. And I gave them a haven and everyone yeah. came to that haven and, and whatever. So basically what I'm saying for, for the viewers is like, um, have a happy Thanksgiving and keep it real. And I hope, you know, try the friend, you know, try, try friends, Friendsgiving, man. Friendsgiving is amazing, dude. We, uh, Man, if ever there was a good time to end the show, I just ruined it. <laughs> Friendsgiving was uh well, No, we've got another subject. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what do we have? There's no more subjects. We talked about everything. 
Oh, no, we did. <laughs> You're a psychopath. No, here's the good thing about Friendsgiving. Went to a Friendsgiving, very first one I've ever been to uh, was with Santana. And we went to go upstate and we ate dinner with her mom and stuff like that. And then we kind of went out the uh, later on that evening. Like we, So I think we ate brunch or something like that. And then we went out to her friend's house. And uh, they were uh, deep frying a turkey. All these upstate kids. I love started, doing that. I they all they all started showing up. People were playing uh, card games and stuff like that. And I'm, and it's exactly as you described, right? It was very relaxed. The dynamics weren't, you know, people being stressed out around their parents and being dicks to their parents or vice versa. It was just a bunch mm. of people having a good time. Um, I think that uh, that's something that we've talked about doing once at least once in this house is having a friends giving up and just like you know have people come up and like have a good time and just see because it's true man you get to be around your friends and celebrate them and even for the divorcee that passes out drunk in your study throwing up on all your good stuff that guy had somewhere safe to be that night <laughs> yeah and you know not everyone has these these basic family dynamics that everyone plays plays part on no. everyone's like you don't have anywhere to go. A ton of people don't have, have anywhere to go. go. And that's what Friendsgiving... I mean, come on, man. If they can do it in a classic movie like Eat, Pray, Love, we could do it here in America. Well, I've never seen that, but I'm going to take your word. <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love is an amazing movie. Watch it. That's a, uh, uh, Julia Roberts? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, monkey oh, lips herself. I, I, only mess, I only mess with Ju uh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is my girl, man. You know what I'm saying? American Horror Story. The, stream, the, the Scream Queen. You know. uh, that show, is it coming? actually coming back at any point, or is it completely on uh, the kibosh? No, no, it's 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 gonna it's it's about to do its tenth season out of thirteen. It's signed up for thirteen, and they have a new spinoff which I can't stand, being called American Horror Stories, oh, plural. Yeah, plural. where each episode is a different different story as opposed to a full full yeah. season. Well, you gotta admit so, the last few seasons have been kind of. Well, the last season is one of my favorites. Really, nineteen eighty four was an amazing season. Uh, what what was the one before that? That was Cult Revisited or some shit like no, no, that. No, that was uh, that was uh, Apocalypse. Ah, uh, the Antichrist. And the one before that was Cult. Yeah, the one before that was Cult. Cult was uh, ugh. <laughs> you know, the was... two before the two basically that and the one before that was Roanoke. Roanoke was also really bad. They were like very bad. What was the circus one? Freak Show. Uh, Not a lot of people like that one either. It yeah, had some it good episodes, though. Had some promise in the beginning, and then it just kind of fell apart towards the uh, the middle point of the story. Uh, Mears, let me ask you a question, man. What's one thing you're thankful for? To be honest, I am thankful. I am thankful for my home and that I, I have like a, a decent place to live. To be honest, I am thankful for my, as an adult, my relationship with my mother, who as a child I did not have a relationship with. I am thankful for basically everyone who in in my community and circle of love is there. And there's actually a lot of them. And I, we, I think we all take them for granted, but I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for this podcast because honestly, like, let's face it, between you and me, we're clearly get going through therapy here. 
like this is our way of doing therapy and like you're you're bent up i'm pent up and, and i love it man i'm very thankful for that i'm thankful for my christian community um i'm thankful for uh just friends and allies because not everyone has friends and allies yeah um i'm thankful that i have an opportunity to actually pursue my dreams which i you know i talk to people all the time and they're like i'm like why aren't you pursuing your dreams and they're like because i don't have a good as good a situation as you and i realized that and i realized that i am blessed to be able to you know i'm doing NaNoWriMo and like uh, like i realized that not everyone has the privilege of doing NaNoWriMo when they're working two jobs yeah you know and i'm like taking for granted that i'm like well why aren't you writing you should write bro and they're like well you can i can't and i'm like oh man and i'm so i'm thankful for the situation god has get god has blessed me with this opportunity yeah you know um and I, you know so those are all some of the things i'm thankful for you know i am thankful to see all my enemies fail on a day-to-day basis Every time I, <laughs> anytime I watch one of the sweet mother of pearl, why do we let him speak? Why do we let him speak? No, no, seriously. I, I'm thankful for second chances, man, in life and being able to make an opportunity of a second chance, man. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife and kids. Uh, they are a constant source of joy and motivation. I'm thankful for a, a nine to five where I can show up. And know when I'm leaving and when I'm coming home to my family. I'm thankful for this podcast and the other podcasts that I'm a part of. I'm thankful for our friendship, man. And uh, I hope everyone out there listening to this show. Oh, I'm thankful for the audio listeners, man. You guys, uh, I looked one day. Oh, and, uh, God bless you guys. Bless <laughs> it was five listens the other day. And I woke up this morning. And it was 10. And I was like, audio. <laughs> and, <laughs> audio people are the best not that visual people aren't the visual you, know, you guys are okay we love but, everyone Every, everyone who's a, fa- a fanboy modeling school community thank you for listening to our nonsense yeah we we yeah. love our fans i can't say that we love everyone else's fans but it's cool man because even what you said like this is my opportunity to do something creative doing these podcasts and it's like i have something i have a lot of fun with it on that note uh whoa Whoa. I I had another topic, although this is a great moment. Oh, no, hit it, hit it, hit it. What's the other topic, man? Come on. So this just came to me, Broham. This what? just came to me. Um, hot off the presses? Hot off the presses. So do you know what Parlor is? Oh, yes. I have an account. <laughs> Yo, I have an account. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to make contact with QAnon for months. Now, now I'm actually scared they're going to contact me back when I don't want Yo, them to. I, Yo, I didn't know that. I didn't know you had an account. I made an account. Yo, here's what it is. I had made an account, and it was a couple days into having an account that people were like, only hardcore conservatives have accounts. I'm like, what? And I didn't know what that that's what it was about. Yeah. So I got a – here's what it is. In order to, to broaden my social media thing, I got several accounts on things. Like, I got Vero. I don't know if you're on Vero. Vero is complete garbage. No one is on Vero. You know who is on Vero? This is another Warner Brothers. Wait, wait Vero album. is like the fake YouTube, right? It's the no, that's BitChu, oh. which I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I have to upload all my videos, and it takes way longer than YouTube. So I'm like, this is just work. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of off brands of these things, right? So like, my Mines is the off brand Facebook. Okay, BitChu is the off brand uh, YouTube. Vero is the off-brand Instagram. It tries to be Instagram. And it's Italian or whatever. Um, but you know who's on it? 
who, who tried to like get me onto it. Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's all about it, and he only posts images from from the Snyder Cut on it. And I was like, let me sign up for it. And there is nobody on it. It is freaking dead. There's no celebrities or anything. If you go on Parlor at first, you're like, no one's really on this. That is relative. Go to Vero. There is nobody interesting at all. Dude. But at least Parlor has some conservative people. It has like Gina Carano and you know. uh, Tucker Carlson, all these guys. You know what's crazy about uh, man, we I, I'm gonna say this, and I hope we actually do it. You know what's crazy about conservatives that go on Parler? I am the type of guy that if you say it, put your real face up and put, you know what I'm saying, stand by your words, dude. Yeah. Because the people you cite, like, when I, I, it pisses me off when I hear, like, a white conservative quote Thomas Sowell. I'm like, yeah, but you're quoting him, and you have a fake freaking picture, and who knows if this is even your name. Like, that guy so wrote. So much of that going on. And this guy wrote that. He wrote those books with his real name and does interviews. This old black man. First, the first, one of the, not first black conservatives, one of the most well-known black conservatives. Um, That's my beef with Pollard and YouTube, man. Too many keyboard thugs on here. Like, if I hear one more Christian talk about the right to bear arms and whether or not you should shoot someone looting a store, I'm like, dude, you won't even get into a fist fight. What leads me to believe that you would even pull a gun on someone and shoot into food? Like, you won't even stop and give someone $5 well, on the yo, street. Well, and that's it, also like. <laughs> I'm supposed like to believe the- that you're actually going to get out your car. And you're going to shoot someone in defense of someone That's else. That's like the liberals. That's like the liberals. So, like, you know, like, I have a, I have, I have a friend who's, like, dad's, like, he brags about how he's, like, a, a draft dodger. He's, like, back in the back during Vietnam, I did all these extreme shits to, like, yeah. avoid the thing. And then now he hates Trump. So when Trump happened, on his Facebook, he's an old guy. Right. Continued to post, like. We need to have a civil war. We need to overthrow him. And I'm like, you're a 70-year-old man. You're not fucking doing anything. You're, what you're saying is you're volunteering young men to do your work. Yeah. Which is exactly what the Vietnam War was. Yeah. Yeah. Old men sending young men to die. They love that. Old people are like, well, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm having a ruckus about something. Let me send young people to do it. It's pathetic, man. And it's funny that now the liberals are like, should I say, like, you know, these Democrats – who are hippies and they dodged the draft are now wanting to send young people to go fight for them. Fuck you, dude. The crazy like, thing fuck about you, old man. The crazy thing about this whole Sorry, situation. Guys. No, no. There's a crazy thing about this whole situation. Political climate that we're in right now. When I look at people like the Proud Boys and I look at stuff like Antifa, man, and I just, first of all, I see a lot of cowards. Right. I see a lot of cowards that have strength in numbers. I won't. I don't know about the Proud Boys, but I'll definitely say, yeah, I do know about them. Here's the thing, man. I, I just, I can't get behind people who are just like, man, I, you know, guns, rights, property. I'm like, you own none of those three that you just said. You own no property. You own no business. You have no stake in this argument, but you have the loudest mouth. But you're not out there with the Proud Boys trying to defend any property. I can't stand sideline warriors on these topics. That's why I never get so amped up about this stuff. It's like I give to whatever organizations I give to. But I, I recently just got into a huge thing. It was a huger thing for me than it was for them. Where I jumped out of a group text with other Christians. Only solely based off of the fact that it's like 
like if you think that it's okay that the Proud Boys beat up a woman, then you've missed the message. Oh man, that's horrible. That's horrible. You know what I'm saying? And like so, and so <laughs> like I'm a I'm a big uh, right to bear arms guy. Yes, me too. I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big like protect your own property guy. Absolutely. But like, but if these guys are talking about like beating anyone up in any riot or should i say counter protest which counter protesting is the least christian thing you can do yeah because what it is 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 like as an american and a christian we should let people speak if they're angry about something so therefore for instance i am pro protesting brutality of cops but i am also pro i'm pro protesting the election results people don't like the election results uh, feel free to protest it as long as you're not getting wild and crazy and destroying stuff, right? Yeah. But I'm saying if it takes it to that next level where you're like, we're having bro- – we, we're counter-protesters. Prote- counter-protesters is an excuse to have a fight. Yeah. you got one riled-up crew and another riled-up crew and you go. So that's very unchristian for starters. But, like, you know, what are these people doing? Like, that's why I hate Antifa in the first place. But You know, what? we we have a friend who claims he's Antifa or whatever. And like he's always defending them, but I like I don't think he really goes to these things. But like, no. the point is, is like he thought it was all right to be like they're saying something, so I'm gonna get in their face. I'm like, you mean you're starting a fight, right? I mean, it's just it's no one one no. I'm I'm actually because when you put it when you put it like that, this is my thing, man. Sideline warriors, right? It goes this way on both sides. These are the people spinning the most venom on the internet, whether they be right or left. These are the people who have no skin in the game at all, which I think is important in these conversations, right? If you're going to, you can critique anything, right? Because, you know, that's what most thought is based off of. More, most uh, political conversations are based off of critiquing something that you have nothing to do with, right? The, everyone has a lot of highfalutin political thoughts on the Vietnam War who that weren't there, right? But the fact of the matter, (laughs) the fact of the matter is like, I get extremely upset with Christians because I was like, what the rest of the world does is entirely up to the rest of the world. We, on the other hand, have a clear mandate in how we're supposed to approach these things. Now, one of my friends said to me, being a Christian doesn't mean you're soft. I'm like, where did you pull that from? That's not what I'm saying. But what you're doing is you're condoning outside of the realm of Christianity. You're, you literally said on one hand, man, it makes me so happy to see Antifa get what they have coming. What about what you got coming, bro? Do you understand what I'm right. saying? <laughs> like, like, what about what you have coming for what you've done, I would bro? say, you know, I, I would, I personally, I'm like. And screw I'm Antifa. Any- screw Antifa. I'd fight any of those dudes on the street. If one of them even turned their mouth up, if you and I were walking down the street and said something crazy. I, w- I would break one of the, uh, you know, philosophically. Yo, I watch some. Of, I watch some of these uh, these <laughs> scenes of violence going on from protesters, and like, yeah. for instance, like the last one I'm going to say was like conservatives, and they're just a bunch of Trump people marching yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But when you see like they have show videos of people coming out like punching them in the back of the head. Yeah. I wish I was there. I wish I was there. <laughs> Why? No one's gonna be punching anyone the but much the head the way I would end it. Like, I'm not into all this counter protest, you know, fighting back and forth thing because it creates more fighting. Let people protest yeah. if they want, say their thing, and just 
you know, let them go away, you know? I think that, like, bad ideas should be publicly refuted. Like, so if you want to get into the spectrum of, like, Antifa's uh, core philosophical beliefs versus the Proud Boys versus whomever on the right side, then have a debate. Allow the people to listen to the debate, and let's see whose ideas stand up. If you're going to have a physical altercation about it, all that's ever going to be shown is that, like, the physical altercation. I'm in agreement with you. Protect your property. Protect your family. You have the right to bear arms. What you don't have the right to do is patrol the streets like a vigilante, right? Right. What if you, people bring in AR-15s to protest, you're looking for trouble. Yeah, you're looking for trouble. Like yeah. That guy in New Orleans who freaking blew it, killed his trans sister and then fucking shot up the bar. Yeah. He was a counter he was an anti funk county protest counter protester. Was he? Yeah, he was. And so this was, this was like a year or two back. But like I'm just saying, like No, it's it's just nuts, man. It's it's nuts. Man. You the weakest argument that I think that we have on our side, and I'm gonna say like on the moderate to right side is that you can't let your emotions get the best of you, but I watch conservatives do it all the time. They're like, oh, look at the left. They're so emotive. I'm like, but what is it that you think you're doing right now? You're, <laughs> you're not being consistent. But at the end of the day, the thing about Antifa that sucks the most is there's not a monolithic group. There's no figurehead, so there's no one to take the well, task. Well, just like Black Lives Matter. There's Absolutely. No, there's there's no f- and yeah. I don't know anything about Proud Boys because they're, like, under the under the thing, <laughs> but, like, I assume they don't either. No. Um, no, they have they have a fig- they have a, a centralized uh, like organization. Their thing is like they don't want to be mixed up with uh with neo Nazis. They're like, no, we work really hard to keep that element of stuff out. And I think we got to show people respect. Like, let's hold them to what they actually say they believe until they do otherwise, right? So if you're telling me that you're not a ra- racist organization, for God's sake, one of their co-founders or co-leaders or someone high up is a a darker skinned uh, Cuban. Right. And uh, so I, I, you know, I believe in old school racism where there's nothing you could say to get on the good side of those guys. Like, you'll always be an N word. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yo, I watch Lauren Chen. I'm going to be honest with it. Mm-hmm. And so she's a Canadian conservative, talks about things, but she did have a video of like a guy who was doing like a Trump rally just a couple of weeks ago. And the Antifa guys called him the N-word and sucker punched him. And the guy had brass knuckles, so he fucking destroyed his jaw. Yeah. Which is some evil shit. But, like, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, that shit is some other shit. No, like, it's, basically it's crazy. The argument is that we're all, you know, anyone who's not with them is a racist scumbag. Except for the black guys, which they'll then call the N-word. <laughs> the the messed up part about and this is where it does feel kind of weird because I try not to take glee out of this. But it does. I remember seeing the video of Antifa in Oregon, right? It's a, a mixed crew, a bunch of dirty looking people. And they're basically blocking off streets. And there are people, I'm talking about regular civilians just trying to get home. And they're like, well, why can't I go this way? And they're screaming at them and stuff. In that moment... In my head, I was like, man, I probably would have got out of my car and smacked that kid in his mouth. Like, who like, who do you think you're talking to? And then would have got jumped by everyone there, you know, because that's the way cowards work. All of this stuff, it is, it's cowardice, man. Like, either debate it in a public forum or just shut the fuck up, you know? None of these kids have the brain cells to debate anything. And Christians, please. They have fr- frustrations and they're angry and they mm-hmm. want to flip out. They Do- don't have... 
Dude, you know what? It's just we're talking about stuff. This is probably all get left on the cutting room floor. You know what makes me mad with our Christian brothers and sisters sometimes? When we jump on bandwagons like this. Do I have to remind you poor idiots about the Kanye bandwagon? Do I have to remind you how many of you jumped on the Kanye bandwagon? He serves Satan. He serves Taylor Swift, man. He's no good, man. Bro, I'm going to get out of here, man. Did you have a good night tonight, man? I had an amazing night. It's good to see you, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll toast one more drink with you after the show is over because I got to upload this. Folks, make sure you reach out to us at uh, school at gmail.com. Make sure you check out Fat, the Voice of the Fat Mantis on YouTube. Check out all the latest videos from Roy, all the current events. You can you always can, catch him there. You can always catch me on Twitter at Mantis Comics yeah. or on Parlor at Mantis Comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to go follow him now. You cannot know my parlor name. That's my secret business, and that's where I do all my business. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> that's how he's going to roll. But I can't wait to follow you because I have almost no followers. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, this is fan, uh, Fanboy Modeling School. We've had another amazing one. What do you guys think? Please let us know in the comments what's going on there. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. We love you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Live the dream. And until next time, ciao for now. Thank you for uh, uh, tuning in to Fanboy Modeling School, the greatest and best podcast in all the land. Peace. <laughs>